I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. It girls, we the itch girls. I got Jenny and Lindsay in this bitch girl. Make you move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make you bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. Hey girls! Welcome back to It Girls, a podcast who are now official performers. Performer casts. At Vicker Street. We have booked Vicker Street for November 16th. What the fuck? We're shook. So back where it all began. We fucking shook. This time last year, we were asked to perform at the Dublin Podcast Festival. It was in September in the Tivoli. We were freaked because it was 420 seats. YOLO, blaze it, baby. Yeah, smoke up. We were freaked. We were like, will we do it? Will we do a smaller venue? We thought YOLO. We live by YOLO. We die by YOLO. We booked (laughs) Tivoli and we sold it out. Now, 12 months later, we are coming back to the podcast festival and we are playing Vicker Street. Vicker Street. 1,000 people. We're buzzing for this show, girl. It's just like mind-boggling that this has happened so quick. We're so thankful to Aiken for just backing us and believing in us and we're also just massively grateful to all of our listeners and people who've turned out for the shows anyone who came to the tour this year like we've done so much this year in regards to live shows like it's really mad for us to think that within 12 months we've gone from like the Tivoli to Vicker Street it's mad like it's really crazy but girls the tickets are on sale now they are on sale on our website Ticketmaster get your tickets they're 25 euro um, and come fucking through for us because we need you here. You've been at every show. You've sold yes. out every single Dublin show. So we really need you to come through for this because you're the reason that we're playing Vicar Street. You sold out every mm. show. So we need to offer a fucking more seats for you bitches. Yeah, basically Aiden came to us and we're like, look, every fucking show is sold out. Like, we want to make sure that as many of our fans can come as possible. Every time we have a show, it's always like, People are looking for tickets at the last minute. People are missing minute. out. People are missing out. We want to make sure that every single one of you girlies can get your bum on a seat. So not only is it a thousand seats, it's on a Saturday night, girls. It's going to be so freaking lit. I and can't can I say, if that hasn't convinced you enough, I'm giving up my 30th birthday weekend for this bitch, okay? Not even giving up, like I'm dedicating my 30th it's birthday. It's going to be so lit. My turn 30 on the 18th, this show's on the 16th, okay? So first of all, you all have to sing happy birthday to me on stage. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask for it to be a surprise. I want that. Okay, we'll do that. We'll <laughs> do that. I want to sing it like Amy Winehouse. Okay, I want you coming out of a cake. Thing okay, a little cardboard nude. cake. <laughs> I'm dying to be nude on stage. So that's not a problem. <laughs> so, like, this is going to be such... It's going to be Scorpio season. I've already heard of other Scorpio gals telling me that they're coming for their birthday. I'm like, yes, rock on, bitches. 25 euro plus booking fee. Same price as the Vodafone Comedy Festival. We wanted to make sure the price stayed really fair. It's accessible to all of our fans because we know that you're all at different price points and different points of your life. We want you to come to this. It's an exclusive, inclusive um, night. And it's going Very to PC be... Very PC of you. <laughs> for once. Um, 
<laughs> it won't be PC the on stage though. <laughs> it literally never is. No, it, it, we can't. That's the point of the fucking show. They're the most not PC things. Yeah. The sauciest, sexiest shows. So this one is going to be our highest energy show because there's going to be so many of you bitches there. And I think we've just got so much better. Like we have done so many shows this year. We've gone around the country. So we've known, we've got a taste for our gals around the, the country. Mm-hmm. In Galway, Cork, Limerick. Uh, we've played comedy festivals. We've done small intimate shows. We've done bigger theatres. So we really, I feel like Lindsay and I have very much honed the craft. We really know how to deliver a show now. Uh, a lot of you guys would have seen that at the comedy festival. But I think this one is just going to be, we just, we even have like started writing it now we're getting better writing our shows better writing the jokes like we just know how to fucking deliver this shit now and if any of you guys have been to our show you know that shit but this one's going to be even more turned up than any of our last ones because we just want to keep on getting better and better and providing you gals with the fucking deadliest night that Dublin has to offer there is no other night like this there's no other comedians out there doing this and there's no other night that literally has the biggest female fucking energy in a room yes like so bring your gays bring your guys we love to see a few random boyfriends I there the bopping along I love the boyfriends they always come they start off timid by the end of it they're on their they're on the edge of their seats yeah they've turned their jersey into a crop top and they're bouncing <laughs> their tits like it's gorge but yeah come through get your tickets 25 euro 16th of November Vicker Street Vicker Street babies um, so just before we start this episode, we've got a really fun guest coming on. Uh, but me and Lindsay did our first, I think it was probably our first proper troll post on Instagram this week. Yeah. Like proper troll. We're now trolls. We were shooting with Evie Baby for the poster for Vicker Street. And Emrata had Thank you, just... Emmy, Evie Baby. <laughs> Thank Ta-da. you, um, Then we, uh, Emrata had just posted the night before this picture of her showing her quote unquote armpit hair, which is fake. A few pennies lashes stuck like, to her underarm. I mean, I don't even think there's. I don't even think they went that far. I think it's all photoshopped onto her. I don't think there's any hair there. I think it's no, just there because she was. Um, I saw her posing in her stories. Oh, really? So there was something. I don't know how they managed it. Well, you can get those wig things. You can get lace front eyebrows. So I'm sure yeah. you can get. Like, I mean, you know. So it definitely wasn't real because she was photographed days before in New York, and she was wearing like a cami kind of dress, mm. and she didn't have any underarm hair, right? And, well, the main thing is, is like, obviously it could have been taken whenever the photo, I mean, it could have been taken six yeah. months ago. However, like, if you look at her armpit, and this is just coming from a gal with dark hair, I'm sure you're going to agree, hon. Yeah. Her armpit of her in the cami top was completely smooth. That bitch is lasered. You know, there, there's no way oh, you have God, that yeah. dense yeah. fucking hair underneath your skin and you're looking completely smooth in all your other pictures. Like, that just doesn't happen. Yeah, because before I got lasered, I never had a smooth underarm it was always a little bit bumpy because like yeah. the hair was just so fucking aggressive it was like done yeah. to get out so I would shave it and there'd always be that dark shadow yeah totally so Lindsay and I decided just because we were all talking about it in the studio that we would do like a, a fake post of it like, I think it was Evan's idea it was Evan's idea he was like we could take it and then we saw that my bra that I had with me was like, pretty randomly much exactly the same exactly like it and we were like okay that would be gas and we thought it would be so obvious what we were doing because Emrata I think to all our listeners will know like when we and Lindsay talk about like poser feminism like feminism that has an agenda like let's not forget the picture of her with the armpit hair which was the caption was all like about women having blah 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 body toys was wearing her brand of bra that was tagged so like the virality of that went straight into her pocket it was promoting her underwear line do you know what I mean like it's just like I don't mind that I don't mind like you know get your cash no but when it has a hidden agenda I don't, the agenda was put forward of 
feminism, blah, 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 which is just basically the epitome of neoliberal feminism, where it's just trying to cash in on she, an agenda. She had know? written a article for Harper's Bazaar about mm. feminism. Mm. And it was just gas. I read that caption and a small amount of it. I couldn't swallow it. So I had to stop before I Barfed. regurgitated Harper's Bazaar. But um, she basically was saying, like she basically had managed to just completely mold, you know, whatever she wanted feminism to be. And that was that. Do you yeah, know what kind yeah, of way? Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. this is what it is because that actually really coincides with how I've lived my life all this. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's convenient. Yeah. And it just was so unimportant. Like, she's talking about armpit hair. Yet, if you'd gone onto her story, you would have seen like she was posing like with the armpit hair and she was in a really high cut um, swimming suit. No leg hair. No like bush coming out. So, mm. which is like, you know, your choice. You can shave your bush and not shave your underarms. But like, what if you're talking about hair and yeah. like not shaving and making that kind of statement with like showing your hair? I'm not going to shave. Fuck the man. It's like, and why are you shaving your fanny, bitch? Yeah, like I just find it also. She's just the epitome just so, of that transparent fucking agenda-driven. She's ego just a fashion driven, feminist. Ego-driven feminism, you know, and just kind of where a lot of modern feminism does lie. Whether the feminists want to come from you or not, they're always like, it's not, it's only like that when you're She was using her underarm hair as a freaking accessory and fa- feminism for her is an accessory. She's about as feminist as a freaking H&M feminist top. Yeah, you know the way? and like you don't have, and like, don't get me wrong, like people always call us like hi- hypocrites when we call this out, like you don't have to be a feminist. But the thing is, is that Emirata is the typical kind of bitch that jumps on the label of and the identity of feminism once it's completely accepted in the mainstream like there's no you know fist in the air activism here it's like literally mm. being like that was never going to get anything other than praise apart from the few fellas who were like that's fucking sick Do you know and the then she can also use that as ammo to be like see toxic masculinity yeah <laughs> you know oh. what I mean it's like it's so self-serving but we posted this picture of me and Lindsay copying the pose which by the way we were lolling to I was lolling I couldn't I was just like there's fucking Evan behind the camera. I am there. Like I just and Lindsay was like blowing yeah, the hair with the hair dryer to get the hair kind of poofing back. It I took was, like two seconds. We each yeah. had like two seconds. Um, Evan photocopied the exact armpit hair because that's what I said to him. He was like, "Oh, put on armpit hair." And I was like, "Make sure," because I wanted to be as obvious as possible. We were like, yeah. "Make sure it's the exact same tuft of hair from Emrata's." And that's what he did. And that's what he did. And then so many people were commenting, being like, "What the fuck?" My favorite were the ones being like, "Jade, calling you Jade." There was about six comments being like, "Jade is on here." I'm like, "They're definitely like ex miles who drink people or something." Jade is on here. They're talking about talking about yeah. you. Call you Jade. They were like, "Jade came on and said she had it lasered and all this." And like, oh. "Jade has said before she's had it lasered. Now she's coming on with this. That's terrible." Like it's just they were falling for it. I mean, like, dear God. One of my favorites, which was he deleted, but it was just so gas because he Aww. missed the point and he was such a cutie. But it was such a gas freaking comment, and which we also believe in. Yeah, but it was just like he was like that's not fucking feminism what about the men going out working like that it was just gas yeah, it was just yeah, gas yeah. that actually people fell for it so many people fell for it and the thing is we I made, we also made sure to tag Emrata in her caption so that when people saw it if they hadn't seen Emrata's thing they would click her page and the first see the last post. picture that people she posted people still were like and then some people were like I like the uh, the nod to Emrata but what the fuck like I was like no, it's not a nod it's literally and then people were like I can't believe you're taking the piss out of feminism or t- taking the piss out of body hair it's like no it's just a parody of a picky. That's literally as deep because, as it Because, like, I mean, I have been buying fashion magazines for years and years and years. In most, like, 
you know, more kind of niche magazines, like say Love or whatever, um, ID, you would get, like that is in magazines. Underarm hair is in, in almost magazines. every like kind of magazine. Since the 90s. Yeah. Honestly, like underarm hair is not, like obviously, you know, it's still the mainstream to have it, uh, body hair uh, shaved yeah. or taken away. Definitely. But underarm hair, poor moi, uh, like it's not exactly a progressive idea like as in it's mainstream accepted i think that most people it's obviously more sh- like you would probably double take if you saw it in a magazine but like oh there's a girl with her underarm hair but it's not like whoa we're making a statement here and also like let's remember like people in the 60s and 70s were letting their un- their body hair grow out yeah, like it's really not a, we, like it's never yeah there's always been a uh, space for people to have underarm hair if they wanted to yeah Definitely. Like, just like there's a space for men now to freaking shave if they want to. Yeah. Like some gym I'm men grooming. like to fucking shave their whole body. Yeah. Or like do get their eyebrows sis? done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like, I do feel that that kind of barrier, hilarious barrier and first world barrier it may be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I understand like where some of it comes from that it isn't, you know, if you're really into the whole representation thing that it probably isn't represented completely equally 50-50. But like that kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week, which is like, representation is probably nice and if it is something that you really care about it probably is great to see someone who you know has body hair or is Mm. plus size in magazines and you know overall it's probably a net good but like is it really solving anything I think it doesn't solve you know I think it makes an impact when it is genuine so Mm. there's like we see a lot of models now coming out who have like you know the unibrow there's that really famous model who modeled for L'Oreal she mm-hmm. has those big bushy brows she first became famous on Instagram anyway she's now like in the a mainstream model so she's doing something for women who maybe would have you know she's doing it in a genuine way that she's like refusing to pluck her brows and that's her aesthetic or whatever and she in her you know just by being authentic to herself has probably made a lot more of an impact than Emrata, who was like, oh, this is a handy thing for me to jump on and get a few likes. Yeah, I mean, I think in general, I just always look through through the like lens of, no pun intended, of just the fashion industry always fetishizing and accessorizing things. You know, mm-hmm. that way I'm like, is there really a genuine way to do it? Because once you kind of do sell it off to the fashion industry, it is being fetishized and you are tokenized because like, yes, she has her big brows, but like there probably will never be a big stream of, only models having massive brows or like you know a huge amount of them you are kind of this one person held up on a pedestal as like and now we have the hairy girl and like I also saw this kind of campaign come out recently of this girl that she was signed up for some fucking company uh, she was made redact the company's name on her Instagram actually and she has like all these self-harm scars in herself and she was basically hired as like the different model and that she was told that like they wouldn't be uh, censoring any of her scars or body hair and then they did you know what I mean so it was like the plus size is enough for us. We're not going to do the rest. And like, that is just inherently how the fashion industry is. And Emrata is just like, I mean, she's just, to me, she's just the epitome of like, just fucking ego. I'm thankful for her because she is like, now the go-to fake feminist. So like, if anyone is ever confused about what we mean and why we are against like modern feminism and labeling ourselves as that, her, you know, like she just describes it exactly yeah you know and like uh, people always come like and come for us and then say but feminism doesn't have to be like that and blah blah blah. well it is a lot of the time modern that feminism is, is what we're talking the, about a majority and... of the time i find it's represented by people like that so 
go read the comments on that post. Um, it's gas. Our guest has just arrived, yeah. so we are so going to let her have in. A very. This is going to be a gal power um, podcast. So yes. we're going to let her in now, and we'll be excited. B or B girls. Hey, gals. So we are joined by our guest now. We have a stunning woman sitting right beside us. Beautiful. She's wearing leopard print for us. We wore Harley Davidson t-shirts for, for her. her. We're all in Harley Davidson t-shirts. Cool flex. Very cool flex. Yeah, we're uh, all giving the rock sign. We have Courtney Smith here with us today, who is an amazing stylist, entrepreneur, beautiful biatch. And who we voted most stylish person at the VIP Style Awards in our episode. We did. By the way. Oh, yeah. thank you. If you, didn't, if you didn't hear that episode, Courtney, you should go back because it probably do a lot for your ego. Yeah, and we both <laughs> agreed. Yes, and we didn't tell each other before. We basically, every year we do the VIP Style Awards and we roast all the influencers' outfits. Um, yeah. So we did roast you a little bit as well, though. <laughs> we okay, w- was it for this year's one? Yes. yes. I got roasted for the the fringe. The fringe. We yeah. Nobody likes the fringe. <laughs> nobody liked it. <laughs> you got to try. You got to be well, experimental. Yeah. Well, oh, that's yeah. what we said as well. We liked. We did like, say that. Yeah. It doesn't have to be like always like yas queen at work, but it was a risk, and that's a fun thing to do in fashion. Yes. Apparently, a risk that didn't pay off. <laughs> well, but again, that's like. If it doesn't pay off, you have to do it. You still, still won them, the you know? highly acclaimed award of Ickal's most valuable yeah. person. Yeah, I mean, thank you. All the other bloggers were writing a scathing email yes. asking why they didn't know they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> My face is like, really? Oh, I wish. No, none of them even heard the fucking thing, probably. Like, we think we're stylish. <laughs> they don't think we're stylish. Yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> They're like, thank God they didn't like my outfit. I know. <laughs> like, needs more leopard print. Anyway, moving yeah. on. Should be shorter. <laughs> yeah. Sluttier, mm, would have liked it. But, um, so we have you on. And also, you're my neighbor. Yes. New neighbors. Recent neighbor. How long have you been... Like six months, maybe. And also, I've known you since I was five. Yeah, we were in primary school together. I have watched your style evolve. (laughs) Actually, I was only thinking of that earlier. When we were in sixth class, like our our uniform was navy and blue, and I rocked up in sixth class, and I was wearing, (laughs) I don't know what, like TV shows were around at the time, but I had pop socks, don't know why my mum let me wear them, and brown Doc Martens. Like we had to wear navy shoes. I think you had cute little like Mary Janes or something. Oh, yeah. And I turned up in brown Doc Martens. And I, I remember like, I had kickers. Yes. And they, they had the really kind in. of like That's the cool. little heel. And yeah, and I felt like I was literally going in in like stripper heels. I was like, <laughs> okay, I yeah, yeah. heel. Like there's so many style things even from primary school. Like the first, we did a whole episode on like bras and like, you know, when I the think Cherie snapping. was like one of the first to wear a bra. Yeah. Well, like, <gasps> When you saw that strap peek out, we're like, oh! <laughs> I don't think level. I had a bra until I was in like second year. I remember then Linda got one and then I was like, okay, I really need to get to Dunn's ASAP. I got Dunn's too. Yeah, that was my first little, bra. Like, soft. The little camisole one yeah. that was like not really a bra. But yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they had the adjustable straps so you were like, <laughs> yeah, you were like, oh, my straps falling down. You'd let them flop down. Uh, and then I remember in primary school as well, this is a specific you memory. Oh God! So every so often, rarely would we get a disco. Oh no! And, oh my Lindsay, God! Do not tell this story. <laughs> Please tell this story. I love the. I used oh. to get stories about you all the time, like your Madonna performance at your my, birthday party. Sorry, my yeah. Madonna performance was iconic. It was iconic. I, I turned up with cone boobs to like a seven-year-old birthday party. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure you performed on a table, oh, like yeah. on the dining room table. Well, that was that was just standard for me. To be honest. Like our primary school was very small, so we could all be freaks, yeah. like totally celebrating. The but you know what? Yeah. Totally express our individuality. We and were allowed, that's... and even our uniform was so like 
so relaxed. I used to wear like a baggy oversized cardigan with like a blue t-shirt a mini pleated skirt and then pop socks like, I got girl. away with it I would wear just like in Spice Girls time so I would just wear Adidas trousers the rip off ones yeah. remember those oh yeah. my goodness well I didn't have a uniform so brushing off even in primary school <laughs> never had a uniform oh interesting but I, I remember this disco you wore like it was this kind of like I don't know where the hell you got it. It had to be charity shop or from like a your granny, like a hand me down. Like it was like off the shoulder ruffled dress. Gyps, a gypsy yeah. kind of yeah. <laughs> And like you could either have the shoulders covered or not. And you were pulling down this yeah. ruffle to have the Get shoulder. Get out that shoulder. The Bordeaux neckline kind of vibe. <laughs> and I remember Deirdre, you know, Deirdre Kennedy. Yeah. She was one of the mums who was like, um, minding the kids yeah. so there's no like fornicating going on with these kids and you and Stephen were like pashing in the corner and like you kept on pulling down the shoulders I know was like pull up those shoulders and you were like no and I was like 11 I was like, 10 or 11 and my, my sister oh told me on the way home oh well. no way Courtney was kissing a boy in the corner for the whole night oh, <laughs> Lindsay did say you were a horny kid well no everyone was <laughs> horny for Stephen Okay. Yeah, he was All so girls, he had the dimples. He, he was so cute. Remember, even for our six-year photos, I think we all got all the girls got a photo with Stephen because <laughs> <laughs> you could get like your best friend photo, and like we were like, we want one with Stephen. Is he hot now? They never grow up to be hot. Effect off to Australia. Oh, hmm. good for him. He's probably really tan now. Yeah, I'd say so. Left a kid, but you know. <laughs> We'll leave that to another podcast. Totally, totally different episode. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get him on on Skype. So. (laughs) The deadbeat dad. (laughs) Sorry, Stephen, no offense. Yeah. Well, Um, I haven't used a second name. So you are a stylist. I am. Um, A working stylist. I remember when styling was like the thing to do. I remember remember when. The hills it must have been. I think it was the hills because everyone. The hills. In, like that basically invented intern culture as well because everyone was like I'm going to move and be an intern and work for Vogue and live in a beautiful apartment with my best friend it's yeah like, mm. just us taking over the world the yeah. fashion world that is <laughs> fashion industry <laughs> well I remember everyone was trying to be a stylist there was a while there where ever I think it was on what I think wasn't it a thing on Facebook early Facebook where you could say what your job was that was like a big thing to do yeah and I remember everyone was like stylist at their own name or something yes. like that so there was definitely a flood of size, but you're still going. Yeah, 11 years later. 11 years later. Yeah, and you were one of the first people that I knew of being a size. And Lindsay, you were saying as well, like Courtney had a blog. Yeah, so I, I was saying like... Which I so forgot we, about. I know, we, we were just talking about this before. So I remember, like we said, like we've known each other since we were five. So I've followed, I mean, in a small village. Yes. We're from a small yeah. village. So I remember hearing rumours that Courtney had a blog and it was just so like hot at that moment you know it was like what she has a blog on the internet yeah how dare she like it was just so back then when no one was really putting up pictures of themselves like I remember we were like 19 18 yeah. 19 I think it got normal to put up pictures of yourself I'd say when I left college that yeah. was when it was a given but when I started mm. college and we had done like a pre-college course together yeah and I remember like I'd put one picture online and it got word around college and I was like fucking whoa she loves herself. I was like oh my god. <laughs> it was just so weird and seemed really vain to put a picture of yourself. Yeah. Oh now like I did full on photo shoots on the beach and made my dad take the photo. <laughs> yeah. 
I would make the outfits and then I'd go down to the beach like there's a picture of me on the beach and my dad in this like ridiculous orange like fake style Versace dress like like J-Lo style like a little tiny piece of fabric covering my boobs and I'd like dad come on we're gonna go do a photo shoot bless him he's so cute Um, he's so adorable and he was like so supportive but like that was I was putting those types of photos up and um like I mean it was very short lasted blogging for, for me you were I, one of the first and then I actually copied you I think because I also had a blog on Blogspot what was I yours was called? doing the same Luxieland 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 there's Lux from Virgin Suicides yeah yeah. nice <laughs> so me and my sisters would take like photos weird ass photos oh they were weird it was always in a graveyard yeah, in a graveyard. I remember <laughs> these oh my god I know so I remember weird. those and like yeah it was just but that was when like even the internet was a lot more kind of experimental like yes. you had your own curated blog but also I think we cared less like I don't care anymore either but I, I think I went through a period of at the very very beginning I would have dressed the way I wanted to dress and yeah. not cared I used to make loads of my own clothes I'd cut up vintage clothes and nobody ever commented but also I wouldn't have cared if they did Yeah. and then I think I went through a period of wanting people to like my style and probably dressing more for other people than me and then I came full circle in like maybe only even in the last five years where I fully dress for me don't give a shit if you like it or not yeah and did you think that did your career go better when you started to do that dress for yourself or like were you kind of did you feel like it was more like authentic then or no because I think there's so many different parts of my career Mm -hmm. like me looking stylish has absolutely nothing to do with me making money. Like, yeah. obviously, there's elements to it because I use social media now in a way that I never did before. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I might get paid to put a post up, but it's mm-hmm. still very authentic to me. Like, I'll, I'll go and make sure that I style a look around me. But at the very beginning of my career, it was all about what I was doing in magazines or mm. what I was doing on Expose or Ireland so M. Let's, let's talk through. So you, we did that college course and then you had your blog. So how did you get into styling and actually make it like a job so when I went to college I studied fashion design and in Dunleary and it was actually one of my teachers that was like I think you prefer styling because every time I'd make an outfit I'd then go and do a photo shoot with one of my mates I'd make them put the outfit on I'd do a little photo shoot and then Mm -hmm. I'd bring in the photo and I'd look at the photo and she was like okay the finished product for you is a photo it's not the garment and she's Mm. like so you don't see the garment as a finished product you see a photo as one she's like you're a stylist and I was like Never thought of it. Like, it yeah. wasn't ever part of what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a designer. Yeah. And that was it. So I started looking into styling and looking into stylists. And I was, like, making mood boards of, you know, other stylists, like, around the world, like, from Vogue, tearing out their their pages of magazines and stuff. And I found a course in London, which was called Fashion Media. It was in uh, London College of Fashion. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately, but it was a postgrad, one year, fashion styling, fashion photography, and fashion journalism. Oh. So you kind of got all three in one. And... That is so living your Lauren Conrad life. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so she well did that, didn't she? In uh, Fidham. Is that what is the yeah. fashion... Yeah. Fashion Institute of Design and... So fun. Yeah, and something. I loved it. It was brilliant. I How went long over. was that for? It was only a year. It wasn't even a year. It was more like a school year. But that's very better. Because so like, I see so many people doing... like I always see, especially in marketing and stuff, people doing like four years. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, guys, the value in so many of those industries is work on the experience job. Mm. like you cannot sit for four years in a classroom and learn about like styling or blah or you know like well I always see it with like 
these kind of marketing because I worked in marketing for years and I'm just like oh like I'm sure there are things that they learned in that degree that were great but like I was like I have better jobs than half the people in the marketing mm. degrees because they come out at a certain age and they have no work experience and they're just working for free anyway yeah. you know that way so I think and it's totally different on the job yeah like it's that's a skill like you're not going to learn them in the classroom like no. you said no but uh but no but but actually the styling and again actually it was quite similar like it was a really good course for certain things but it didn't teach you the business side yeah like I learned all that by making mistakes along the way yeah uh, I never interned so I just like so when I was still in London sorry mm-hmm. I actually stayed on for another six months and I worked in a brand called Arrogant Cat you guys would love it actually if you've never heard of it I don't think it really exists anymore I think I remember you telling me that was that the place that Amy Winehouse came in yes no so way. a lot of leopard print, uh, lots of like PVC pink. It was it was a really Stunning. cool store, and that was kind of one of my first styling gigs. I got to style Amy Winehouse for her a festival tour. Yeah. How did that happen? So I was the in-house stylist mm-hmm. for the brand. That's so cool. people would come in and like book in for like styling with me. And like at the time, like obviously London still has lots of money, but at the time personal shopping was like a really big thing. Personal right. shopping and Topshop had launched. So people would that. come in yeah. and book in with you and they'd spend a fortune. And it was an expensive store anyway. Because this is like before Instagram. You have to think oh, about it yeah. that way. Like Because a lot of our listeners were probably not really... They probably might have been a bit younger in that time. Yeah. But I remember it so much. Like finding cool clothes was so inaccessible, and like even when you walked in, you you don't have the mood board that is Instagram now to be like, oh, that's a cool outfit. I never thought of putting an outfit together like yeah. that. Like I remember looking at what was that fucking website? Was it Lookbook? Yes. Yeah. That everyone put looks. Everyone up put on? Pi- pictures up on. <laughs> that I did was, that as well. Every, the only way you could get like style inspo was like Lookbook. Yeah, book. that was yeah. a great website. It was bloody daddy. Yeah. And we had followed. Um, Fashion Toast Rumi Neely Who is still doing really yeah, well Yeah has her own line now oh, Which is gorgeous Gorgeous yeah, so, so, good. Expensive. So, it's so expensive It's so expensive For so like close. a same I'm like <laughs> I just not tell anyone That I'm going to make this purchase For like a slip dress as well You're like I know 500 euro I know, I know. It's like, And I want it so bad no. Yeah But then like, I realise Like it's always the same way Rumi Neely if you guys don't know who she is, look her up. She's like an iconic blogger. Oh, she's blogger. gorgeous. But I remember back in the Dizzy, I would look at her style and be like, I'm going to wear an oversized tank top and shorts. And you're like, oh, I'm literally not a stick insect. Yeah, like, her body she's type tiny. is crazy. Like yeah. And she was one of the originals. Like she's the oh. original bloggers that became a businesswoman that became a brand. Yeah. And one of the only originals, I think, really successfully kind of transitioned onto Instagram. Because I yeah. always find that inter- interesting because there was bl- the Blogspot gang and they were all making money on Blogspot. A very few of them kind of moved onto Instagram successfully. Yeah. Do you know that way? Like there's a yeah. handful of them, but like... There was loads that started on Instagram yeah, after that, exactly. but the ones that were original before Instagram. Bloggers. Yeah. Because they'd be like writing blog pieces. Like, today I styled my Alexander Wang tea. Like, it's so <laughs> funny. But it I miss so that. Much. I know. I, I miss that. that. I think that's, for me, that's part of the problem with all the Instagram girls now that are putting up cute outfits. Because I'm like, well, loads of people have cute outfits. Like, yeah. tell me more. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, are right. you actually being a style inspiration or are you, yeah. do you just look cute? Well, you kind of, yeah, because with blogs, you kind of found the back story yeah. to the outfit like and, why are you wearing or like how they brand? piece like, them together as yeah, well. yeah you know that way or they'd also reference their references in a very normal way they'd be like i saw blah 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 from this blog where this yeah top, so i bought it and i wanted to wear it in my own way and then you were like oh okay but now it's just like now Pam. it's too literal like yeah. instagram or like i you know you can just go on to someone's instagram and just copy, copy the exact yeah. outfit and there's no thought process so then you may as well go into a shop and just copy the mannequin just copy and paste like yeah. yeah but yeah so going back to the uh personal shopping that yeah. was kind of the first instance of that where you could actually get someone to style you and like accessible styling exactly 
And then, so th- this is where I started. So I just finished college. I was working in Arrogant Cat and I was styling all their kind of VIPs and celebrities. So we had some of the girls allowed coming in. Alicia Dixon, I styled her for like the opening of Billionaire Boys Club. She no was going way. to that. So how did you get this job? I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty confident. Deadly, yeah. I'm pretty confident. So and I think when I walked in for the interview, they were looking for a manager, but, but like slash stylist. Oh, okay. And I had been working in retail since I was 16. So, so I had a lot of retail experience. Yeah. I worked in Topshop mm-hmm. when I was in college in Dublin. I worked in All Saints. Uh, I'd even worked in like a suit store in Donnemead Shopping Centre no when way. I was like for a summer. So I had a lot of experience. Yeah, so and then I walked to... in and I had a postgrad from London College of Fashion. Okay in styling yeah so they were kind of like okay yeah you get the job like it was a long process like lots of interviews and stuff but I got the job and then I don't think I realized the quality of the people that would be coming in like there was one time that we sent a pair of um black highways that they were doing like you know those like really tight uh they were they looked like leather but they weren't high waist like high high waist mm, yeah. before um American Apparel were doing them they were doing those style trousers and we sent a pair to Victoria Beckham like it was wow. like they had really good people that were wearing them, That's but insane. but I was getting like yeah. So Amy Winehouse came in and like Lesser wasn't in the best of minds. No um, was this like Beehive time? So when would this have been? Two thousand. This was like collapsed Beehive okay. time. Yeah. Okay. Um, it was like two thousand six. Would it have been if you were? Yeah, I'm trying to think. It was the year that she performed at Oxygen, oh, and yeah, she was wearing was the little ruched dress because that was the dress that I put her in. Two thousand seven. So, then was it or eight? Maybe 2008. God, I'm so Would have been later, yeah. Because what's your Because that was a bad, um, a bad time for her. Yes. Yeah. Oxygen was bad. She like punched someone in the audience and stuff. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I just put her in the dress. Yeah. <laughs> Courtney, um, actually, yeah. also was punching me. Apparently, was whispering things in her ear. But, uh. <laughs> like, I think she still, she actually still performed really oh, she well. She was deadly. But, um, so was that the blue sequin yeah, kind of dress? It was, so, no, there was two. So there was, it was like a floral, we'll have to look it up afterwards, but it was like a oh, ruched yeah. floral and there was like a flower that. in her hair and then there was like a belt. Yeah. Um, and then there was another one. So what happened was she'd come in and she started trying some bits on. This is Valerie and then, era. Is it Valerie when she was a kind of tropical? Blakey list? was in prison, so she was losing her mind. Basically. Yeah, okay. there you go. Uh, but she basically came in, was trying on loads of bits, and then her people kind of was like, you know, she's not in the right headspace. Like, we're basically saying that, and made her leave, but gave me her home address. And then they, wow. what they asked me to do was to create looks, box them up, and get them couriered to her same day because oh she was God. about to go off on her festival circuit. Mm-hmm. So I'd sent her, like, wear this look together. So it's like, wear this belt with this, like, little notes almost. So, like, no that way. was how it was styled on that occasion. There was another one, it was like, um, a lemon leopard print ruched kind of mini dress. It was like half leopard print, half lemon. It was actually deadly. Um, and that was like another look. And I think she wore that like at one of the UK festivals. So that for me, although like I didn't have a relationship with her and it was just like a one time personal yeah. shopping experience. For me, when I moved back to Dublin, which was like six months later, because I ran out of money, as <laughs> you do, because I was living my best life. In London, <laughs> um, I came home and I was like, so I'm going to be a stylist. And I think my parents were like, a what now? Like, we, we know you studied it, but like, we don't know if there's like a career that you can just be a stylist. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, no, no, this is what I'm going to do. And I set up a website for like 30 euros, some shit website. But mm-hmm. I just put up pictures 
of like the press pictures of the celebrities that I'd styled and mm-hmm. I'd done a couple of test shoots in London like I said do you remember that movie Angus Thongs and Perfect yes. yes great movie I styled great that girl too. yeah great book I didn't even know it was a book yeah it came from a book I remember when I was in primary school everyone was like reading that book because I remember it was like everyone was like thongs <gasps> <Yeah. I'm> snogging. <laughs> and snogging like get me thongs. into that book so that girl, that the, the uh, actress in that, I I styled her for like a cover shoot for a magazine. So that was okay. like my first ever shoot. Um, so I had a few little bits, not a lot. Um, and then I put them all up on this website. And then I just kept emailing people when I came back. But like I didn't book my first paid gig for about six months. So mm. I was constantly like yeah. just emailing. And doing like, were you doing, were you working, styling no. with no money? Like, well, I was I was doing test shoots yeah yeah. yeah yeah but like test shoots were like my own wardrobe yeah and meeting up with something okay, you know yeah. what I mean it was just trying to I suppose learn on the job and, yeah and I had no con- like I was again using my friends because my first paid proper well actually wasn't even paid my first job that kind of I think started the ball rolling for me was on Ireland AM and I emailed TV3 because I wanted to style their personalities like I wanted to work in their wardrobe department yeah I didn't know they didn't have a wardrobe department so it took them like I emailed them in let's say September and they emailed back in like February and it was like hey we don't have a wardrobe department but uh we are looking for new people to be on the show and they'd seen my website because I put that into my email and they're like you've got a good like reputation do you want to pitch to be on the show and I was like I had never I didn't want to be a tv stylist that wasn't the route that I was going but I was like this could be really good like just kind of get my name out there yeah Mm -hmm. so I pitched in like and it was like it's so funny because this is something that all the tv shows do now but back then it was actually quite new and fresh but it was like how to get the Chanel look on the high street you know how to get the look for less and all this the look for less and like they'd been doing it in the UK and the US but they hadn't really done it on Irish tv at that point so I pitched that in like just in writing and they really liked it. And then I had a phone call interview with one of the producers and they were like, uh, they wanted to know if I could speak or something. Yeah. And they were like, okay. And they're like, so final interview, come in and meet with us and like, you know, do an on-screen test. So I was on my way in, like, and this was over the course of a few weeks and I was on my way in and I had this like massive mood board, like glued, like pictures, yeah. like old yeah. school. And I love those. And I, yeah. think I still do those. I still like want to do those because like, we have a few shoes that we want to do. And I think definitely just getting actually on the little yeah. Eason's card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. A yeah. visual mood board. No, Pinterest doesn't do it for no. me. No. Even sometimes now for shoots, like photographers or makeup artists or whatever, send me Pinterest. And I'm like, mm, no, that's not going to do it for me. Like, you no. don't get no. the mood, which is the whole point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, you went in with your mood board. Oh, well, I was on the way in with my mood board yeah. and they phoned me. And they were like, so it was like half an hour away and they phoned me, they're like, we're really sorry, we're going to have to cancel your meeting. And I was like, oh, okay, no worries. And they were like, but we've actually had a cancellation tomorrow morning. Any chance you can be here at like 5.30 a.m. with two models and six outfits ready to go live at 6.30 or 7. Wow. And I was like, yes, no problem. And then I hung up the phone and I was like, shit. (laughs) Because I'd never done live TV I had no contact with any modeling agency in oh, Dublin shit. or any PR firm or a clothing brand. Like I didn't know anybody yeah. at all. You know so, contacts. But I was just like, yes. Because I was like, I'll regret not saying yes. Yeah. I, it actually just said, out I didn't even think. Call. I was just like, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of like pulled in with the side of the M50 and I was like, okay, okay, what am I going to do? So I ended up phoning, um, like Googling like an agency that doesn't even exist anymore and I phoned them up and I explained the situation and I go look 
I don't know how you get paid for these things. So I was like, I'm just mm. going to do this for free tomorrow. Can you give me two models? And if you do, I promise I'll pay it back in, in future. As in like, you know, I'll use your girls for the next paid gig or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And to be fair to them, they were really kind. They were like, okay, we'll have two girls that are used to being on live TV. They've done Ireland M before. We'll have them there. And these are their sizes. So next thing I did was I went home. I took my dad's credit card with his permission. And <laughs> I was like, just stole it. And I went to Pavilions and I walked into Zara and I explained the situation to the manager. And I go, here's my dad's credit card. And I was like, if I don't come back, like, I was like, because you don't know me. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. a stranger and I'm telling you this really elaborate story that I'm going on live yeah. TV tomorrow. And I was only... 21 so wow. I was like do you mind like lending me these clothes I'll leave this credit card if I don't come back I will but if I don't you can charge everything yeah and she trusted me and she let me and I went on live tv the next day and I was so nervous I still have the video so when I look back I'm like oh my god Crazy. but oh, so did you cringe. come across nervous do you think or are you, are you- I know that I'm nervous. Like, yeah, I yeah, can yeah. look at me. And I'm very young, very inexperienced, yeah. but I'm very, like, proper and everything. Like, and I don't really, like, like they make a joke and I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing you know. at the joke. Um, so but, and I have, like, bright red hair because I had oh, dyed yeah. my hair, like, oh, no orange way. at the time. Um, I look so young. But do you know what? It was, it was just one of those... I always think from then you say yes first and you figure it out afterwards because it was, had I not done that, I don't think I'd be where I am now because it really spitballed from there. Well, anyone is so young, but it shows your level of confidence at that young age to be able to walk into Zara and be like, you know, explain that story to a stranger and to, you know, call up a modeling agency Mm. and even be able to like have that back and forth and, you know, that knowledge of being able like, I'll pay you back in some way yeah I think that like a lot of people like because I get loads of questions all the time like like, how did you get this job and blah blah and like can I apply for this job I haven't had a degree in marketing and all this kind of stuff and I think that I think since interning and like since so many people have qualifications now people think that there's way more barriers to actually getting in your foot into an industry and I think that that story those kind of situations I hear of them less and less where someone's just kind of fucking winging it and the majority of the time when you see someone who's really successful in something they winged it like when I came back I moved back from New York I'd had kind of experience in marketing Mm -hmm. and I found it a job came up in benefit like for a social media uh, assistant or whatever the fuck it was and I was like and it said like marketing degree needed or some shit like that you know the mm. way and I was just like fuck it I'm gonna apply anyway and if they ask me to have a marketing degree I'll say no but I have a degree from Trinity like you know what I mean like I have a degree yeah. so you just have to like not always see those kind of like rules because people bullshit themselves yeah. you know that way like they're always like we need a stylist with seven years experience and then if you just go in and you charm them when you can talk to them mm-hmm. those skills are, are so confident like that yeah. in person as well and you can then make them be confident in you and your yeah. abilities I'm and just then, winging it. I think it's the, just not... The winging yourself in there. Yeah. But like you said, the winging it gets you in the door. Yeah, exactly. The, like the winging it and the confidence and like just going for it, mm-hmm. that gets you in the door. That might get you the job. Yeah. But the grind and the graft is what yeah. keeps you there. Totally. Because you were saying like, you know, not many people who started styling are still styling. Exactly. And I think that's because I have a strong work ethic yeah and I work really hard I have worked really hard for the last 11 years because yeah. I love what I do yeah, yeah so I'm yeah, very yeah. lucky because not everybody well, does from I knew a lot of people who wanted to be stylists and tried to do the styling thing I think they definitely were more looking at the veneer of styling being yeah. like involved with fashion they're not looking at the background of like lugging clothes <laughs> around having to go in there and be coercive with like 
steaming for hours on end oh my god (laughs) sizing masking tape shoes like Like, the bane of my life that kind of thing and it's like it's actually like a heavy workload Mm, yeah it's not just like people only see the glass and throwing a little shawl over something and people been like a thousand percent yes Courtney exactly (laughs) yeah you got the shot you know like it's the lugging around of fucking loads of clothes and having to bring them back in pristine conditions mm -hmm. or else it's on you people managing like having to make the client happy having to make the photographer happy having the models comfortable like all like having to manage all of those things while also maybe not having an assistant on hand and you having to do the shit work too you know that way and it's not your style yeah you know like you have a styling style but like you know, no, the, and I was only style. just having this conversation with a photographer earlier as well because there's a big difference be, between being stylish mm. and looking stylish on Instagram and being a good stylist because yeah. like I'm mm. given a brief by an editor or a client and you have to make their brand or their look yeah. work for this particular shoot. Yeah, you can't be so, like, I would never wear green, so. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you know that way. Mm-hmm. Like, Harley t-shirts on everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if we were okay. We're thinking Levi shorts and crop top again for the, shoot, for the cover. We I know you said uh, yeah. high fashion glam, but uh, yeah, I know you said ball gown, but we're thinking crop top. <laughs> again, a bit of gold chains. Yeah, maybe a glam earring and a flick. Yes, yes, love that. So yeah, you have to as a stylist, you have to be able to completely step back and not style something in your own style so and what it, would be like um your job kind of week to week a general oh my god it's, that it's so unpredictable. very do you know what it's and especially now because it's evolved so much because I don't really do much tv anymore mm. I purposely pulled back from that I started in Ireland AM then I stopped doing Ireland AM and I did expose instead because they don't really like the crossover I think they do now but back then they didn't Mm -hmm. and then I just got bored to be honest because I'm a very creative person and I felt like I was kind of regurgitating the same shit Mm. over and over like how many times can you say and if you put a black leather jacket on this dress it'll look totally different oh Oh, I remember that all the time all the time but I heard myself saying it toughen up this this look with a pair of boots and a leather jacket (laughs) and then you can throw on a little sling back totally different look (laughs) day to night and that was it. Radley. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, from I work heard my, yeah, 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 yeah. Or from add desktop a, to dance floor. That or another one, from, from summer to winter, just add a pair of black tights. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, but okay. I heard myself saying it. Yeah. And I, I was on the show for, sorry, there's nothing wrong with that either. Because no, it, of it, it, like, expose, it's kind of like, exactly what it says in the tin you know what I mean that's yeah it's, it's, it's not general day to day wear like people aren't being like people are just putting on tights in winter like, yeah, that yeah, is what yeah, we do exactly you know? so but for someone who's very creative I just got bored by the end of like five years of doing it and mm. I just kind of felt like I wasn't being challenged so I purposely pulled back I was filming like three to four days a week with them like the cameramen used to have a joke that I was the fifth presenter because I was actually on more than the presenters were mad. and don't get me wrong it was brilliant at the yeah, time yeah, yeah, yeah. but I was kind of like you out there. it put me out there it, it gave me intros to brands that I wouldn't have had otherwise and legitimised you because yeah. Irish the Irish media loves TV still they do like, oh, even really in the age did. of Instagram they're like she's on TV yeah it does. TV in Ireland legitimizes you as a person. You yeah. Know, as a yeah. person who... In like that a, industry. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I pulled back and, per- and people were like, you're mad. Because like that was probably like 70% of my income as well. Okay. Mm. Because magazines, like for any aspiring stylist out there, if you do a shoot for a magazine, if you make 200, 250 euro, you're lucky. And like every shoot is five days work, if yeah. not more. Yeah, that's because, so like the actual, mo- the amount of work you're putting into it. Yeah. 
compared to what you get out of it. Oh, I mean, like it gets your name out there. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. But like, it's just. But it's not a money job. It's not a money job. It's a portfolio job. It's a getting your Mm -hmm. name out there. Where you make the money is the commercial shoots. Yeah. yeah, uh, Which are the less creative ones usually. Yeah. But I really felt like I needed to do more creative stuff. So I wanted to go back to shooting more. So I pulled back from TV so that I could do photo shoots. And that's the thing. Like people don't, I don't put, as much of that up on my Instagram because I don't well I kind of thought like people probably wouldn't be that interested in the actual hard stuff you know yeah. what I mean? are people interested in me walking down grass street holding 50 million bags or sitting on a floor taping shoes probably mm. not and then I noticed that on Instagram they were getting more interested in what I was wearing than what I was doing so okay. I kind of that's what I was saying I, I kind of dipped my toes into loads of different things and that's why mm. there's no particular day because one week I might have a shoot one week I might be on a podcast, I might be on a podcast and a shoot, I might be flying to LA to shoot a campaign for somebody, mm. or I could literally be on my computer for a whole week. Like, it yeah. just depends. It's it so varied. And do you, are you still on your computer, self-employed, you're getting the work, or does the work come for you now? A bit of both. I, yeah. I would never kind of rest on my laurels, though. Like, I'm yeah. always pitching, because I'm always coming up with ideas. Okay. So, like, I recently just shot... um for Elvery's Fitness and it was the the whole thing was they were actually video shoots and it was like following these athletes a day in the life and mm-hmm. I had pitched the idea into them because I was just like oh this could be a cool idea and yeah, they loved yeah. it and they just kind of went with it so, so that's how you feel like you get work like you'll think of an idea and you'll yeah. write to the brand yeah that's amazing well I think it's just the proactivity that a, people, yeah. a lot of people kind of fall off they're like but oh, they don't it's like you have to realise that like the brands don't know you want to work and yeah. it can be in any industry like that's if you're trying to apply for a job anywhere like they don't mm-hmm. know that you want to work so they're not going to come to you like no. you have to give them value like you have to be like if you hire me for this I can do this for you and then like if they like the idea hopefully they fucking sign you on yeah. you know that way so mm-hmm. I think you have to be proactive in these things especially if you want to be self-employed because oh, like here. yeah, you know what I mean like what the hell like you're not going to be sitting there like hopefully one day someone will ask me Lindsay to do a live show we'll sit here and wait until that day you know yeah. that way you have to if there's something you want to do you have to figure out how to get there you know mm. that way and put it out there that you want that yeah totally. like I am constantly pitching to brands and like sending them in mood boards and ideas and like I've been screwed over a few times where people yeah, have taken right, ideas yeah. and that's a scary part of the process when you're in a kind of creative industry is that just the risk you have to take it is a risk you have to take I've started putting like um disclaimers on my mood yeah. boards don't know how much they'd start to record, but I put them anyway. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? To kind of say like, this is my intellectual property. Yeah. I have come up with this idea while I don't own these individual images okay. as a whole, as an idea. The concept it's, is mine. As the concept, yeah. it's mine. Yeah. So don't rip it off or I'll come after you. Yeah. Because yeah. that has been a, like a fear of ours sometimes when brands have approached us and if we've wanting to be like back and forth and with, with our ideas of how we think a campaign should go or whatever it's like it is it yeah. we've not, not really known how to manage you, that because you don't want to just literally give them the give idea them everything like, you want to oh, give honey. them enough that they're interested but you yeah. can't give them the whole fucking thing because then they can be like oh we're just going to do this ourselves and yeah. I'll give you money grand, exactly you don't want to just give them something for free yeah. you know so yeah, yeah it's a yeah. balance but that's, it's a risk and then yeah, you just it is have a risk to take because it. you do have to put yourself out there for them to know yeah. your creative process and all that kind of stuff so should that's move, so interesting yeah so we're, we'll probably move on now to talk about Irish style because you've yeah. seen it as you said you've been working styles for a long time and you've gone from doing like Ireland AM and all which are quite commercial kind of yeah. everyday woman mm-hmm. style to now maybe doing some more kind of creative stuff how would you describe like Irish style mm. <laughs> um, in general say to like um, someone who isn't Irish how would you describe yeah. general Irish style for women mainly I kind of think it's too because I think I think there's almost like like one half and one half. Yeah. I think there's a really basic 
like I'll go in and I'll buy the pennies or the Zara mannequin head to toe yeah. mm-hmm. and that's my like I want to look like Olivia Palermo and wear my blazer with my jeans with my yeah. top kind of thing which I just find for me is just so uninventive but obviously they, they feel like they're looking chic and put together and in general they are but the style that I love and I see it like I feel like it's growing more and more and more is the ones that are shopping in vintage stores and charity stores yeah. and thrift shops and they're really go- I feel like it's come full circle like back to like what we looked like when we were kids yeah. like we were kind of thrown together but that's where we got our kind of inventiveness from mm. and I feel like the style culture is coming back to that like from the teens up to the 20s even in the 30s now people are being a lot more individual so I do feel like it's hard to kind of bunch Irish style into just one style because I feel like there's kind of almost like two sides to it yeah you I know? agree there's so many categories of it yeah. I think yeah. Ireland is very like that like even in terms of like say Temple Bar would have a lot of like vintage shops yes. and a few charity shops and that kind of thing and then like say Henry Street would have more obviously the high street and I think I, I usually kind of define it via places like there's people who so are true. like you know there's the Temple Bar kind of person or else there's the Henry Street kind of person which you know they're just I think that Irish people, especially in winter, are very dead with a colour choice. A lot so of blacks. Like, if you're walking through town... Nothing wrong a with a bit sea. of black, though. No, but it's also <laughs> just like... I don't know. We dress like the weather. We do. Well, you guys don't, but... No, we don't. No, I've <laughs> don't. always made, like, a conscious effort not to do that because, like, I hate... I'm not, like, a good... I'm not good at layering or styling myself in that way, so I just don't layer at all. Like I've never layering was huge a couple of years ago. Yeah. Where like, you know, you'd have like. I think when you live somewhere like Ireland or the UK, it kind of well for the most part has to be like yeah, a, a totally. part of the it trend. De- it depends on your lifestyle too, because like Lindsay, I think what the thing is like people don't understand. They're like, how do you do it? But like, it is different when you're commuting into work every day, or when you have to have like a work outfit. Yeah. You know, that's what I, something that I had for years, where it's like, obviously, I'd love to not be wearing like Ming and things, but like when you are literally commuting every day at 7 a.m or 6 p.m and it is lashing or like pummeling Mm. snow down like you have to sometimes you're just like fuck it I'm just gonna wear whatever the hell gets me dry into the office because there's nothing more miserable than getting soaked and freezing and sitting in an office yeah Yeah. I'm talking more about like general style not like people's work style because I don't think I think that is kind of your style too to an extent because like that's something that I always like was it's frustrating because when you even if you are like if you like to dress like kind of alternatively or whatever then you have to kind of be able to like bring that into the office too because you don't want to like give up your own identity and be like, I was like, I don't want to be wearing blouses and shit like that. So when you are working nine to five and you can wear wear your own clothes in your job, it is kind of your style because Mm -hmm. I was always like, I'm wearing these clothes more than I'm wearing my own clothes. You know that way? Yeah, but some places are obviously a lot more strict and stuff like that. Oh, totally, yeah. I think the the other problem is like, it's not even like, it's not necessarily weather, it's what's available to us. Yeah. Like Mm. I think Irish stores have a lot to answer for because they're the ones that are buying in the product Mm -hmm. like so we have less available to us like if you go into Topshop in Dublin or wherever it is which is closing down I know oh my god it's crazy what they're all I love the way that you guys knew they were all closing down I didn't I just thought it was the Dublin the Dublin one uh, all of them in Dublin the one in uh, the one on Jervis and the one up in Stevens Green well there you go they're then. pulling out all of I think all are Acadia almost I oh. love it well goodbye to them then I know yeah, yeah. Philip but it's I know <laughs> I think it was because of what I was going it's the online be. stuff it's As online well. shopping has just I mean, taken over it, it's a good thing because it's like giving Irish people way more accessibility to different clothes yes because like back when I was a kid like I remember 
fucking top shop coming to Dublin and yeah, everyone yeah, being yeah. like oh, uh, like it was the I biggest fucking died deal with yeah. excitement and I remember like the most iconic top shop moment for me was the Kate Moss yes. by top shop collab yes the it blazer like, she had like, everyone little, had that fucking blazer dress that was like the same as her tattoo yeah and everyone had and, that like, little waistcoat yes the waistcoat was a major moment I think I worked in top shop when that came out yeah I remember and there was a lemon dress as the well. lemon yeah. slightly yeah. off the shoulder yeah, chiffon it was yeah. she had unre- and there was a little kind of that she was had like, like a sequin bolero as well yes a little gold I remember my friend Leanne got it ranges oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it lasted a, a good few years yeah, that was so like at the you know the peak of, the yeah. peak of uh, and the peak of Kate Moss in terms yeah. of like she, yeah. she was obviously so big through the 90s but it was like that was like that was her she was, for style yeah, yeah. like she, she was, was so, the rimmel girl then as well so yeah. She yeah. So, yeah she's just so big and she was like front row she still is obviously but like her and Philip were like these kind of like yeah chums, besties yeah like, always, like hugging each other yeah. at the, yeah. on front row but um yeah so I think I do think um in the like since Instagram obviously like Irish style has definitely evolved in that women are styling themselves more. Yeah. yeah. They are a lot more conscious about how they look when they leave the house. They True. and I think they are also connecting. I know I myself have connected how I put myself together and leave the house, whether that takes five minutes for like an everyday or, you know, if I'm going out obviously longer. But like that little bit of time and effort into my clothing really does kind of dictate the day I'm gonna have. Yeah. And absolutely. Recognizing that and being like that actually has really helped me kind of just feeling a bit more together, especially if you're self-employed as well and you don't have yeah. the office to go to so you don't have to put on whatever, you know, but if I put that little bit of effort into my styling and look a day, it does just make me feel more together. It makes you more pr- productive, I yeah, think. Yeah, completely. Doesn't it? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Because especially, like you said, if you're working from home, like I always try and kind of give myself a bit of structure. So I get up in the morning, I'll walk the dog and then... You don't I'll... get up in the morning, you get up in the middle of the night, Courtney. <laughs> oh my goodness. Courtney's like, up at 4am today. I'm like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> it's 4.30. <laughs> no, but you know what What time did you get up today? 4.30. What? What time did you go to sleep? Like 10? You're my bitch. That's do you know like what it Rihanna. Is? Okay, it, do you know what it is? And like, this is like a business thing, right? So I, st- like years ago, I started getting up at 6am because I, I was listening to like motivational yeah. podcasts or, or whatever it was. And someone was like, get up at six, get up and get up earlier than everybody else and get one up on the day. And like, you'll be so much more productive. You'll make more money. Like it's a good kind of business move. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. So I started getting up at six o'clock. But then everybody started getting up at six o'clock. It was like everybody listened to the same motivation. Okay, so in talk. ten years, you're just not going to be sleeping at all. <laughs> no, 
going to be nocturnal. <laughs> do all you know what I can do more work if I never sleep? <laughs> Basically, it's just got earlier and earlier and earlier. No way. Yeah. Because I've seen a lot of like YouTubers are, do, are doing that now where they're trying to like get themselves up at six for a month or whatever. Like you can obviously just like everything you learn, like I've learned to get up whenever I'm not tired. I'm dragging myself out of bed for the kids. But yeah, you can obviously teach yourself how to get up earlier. Yeah, I'm, I, it's kind of building. Like I'm not tired when I, when I wake up before 30am anymore. Like it's kind mm. of like I kind of wake up almost naturally. But obviously I could be tired and depending on the day, depending on how I slept. Yeah. Like I'll obviously yeah. always listen to my body. I'm not like if I slept badly, I'm not getting up before 30am. But the days that I do... I always, I'm really productive and yeah, I get loads bad. done. But like, again, that's a trait of being self-employed. I think you have to have, I suppose, a lot of rules built in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want to make money, if you want to be well, successful. Well, you have to be so self-disciplined. Yes. Yeah. 100%. So, um, that's mad. But yeah. But yeah. But yeah, I do feel that, yeah, Irish women are being a lot more conscious and it's great now with this whole like sustainable yeah coming in like that now people are pushing themselves to shop and charity shops more on depop secondhand where you and wherever the three of us have shopped for years Mm -hmm. yeah like always and i was only talking about this yesterday actually which is really interesting i like i've always shopped vintage i've like it's one like it's my favorite way to shop is to go to like vintage stores and like like in la the markets and everything and what was happening for years was whenever i put up a picture of myself wearing something that wasn't available like that was vintage that i'd reworked anything like that i'd actually get like a tirade of abuse from people going well i can't buy that because they were coming with that commercial mind of like ireland am an expose purchase 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 Yeah. yeah and if she's putting it up i should be able to buy it and so i actually stopped putting out there the images of myself and I shouldn't have done it but I was kind of almost like, I was like well maybe as a stylist I should be providing a service in that they can buy it yeah. and it's only really in the last year that I'm like well actually not even the last year maybe the last couple of years because especially when I go to anything that's like a wedding or a red carpet thing I always try and be like unique to my own personal style so I'm usually wearing vintage which is like amazing because if you do go to a wedding there's so many weddings where like there's the three of the dress. same dresses yeah. And if you were going, like, I love that feeling of finding something deadly in a Chaza or secondhand or in Depop yeah. that I'm like, I know that no one else is going to have this or that it's like an authentic vintage piece. That exactly. It just feels so much better than going into Zara or going yeah. wherever online and and all the clothes that I still have for years are all my vintage shit and the exact same like because anything usually, that I've because I do a call probably like three times a year of my wardrobe where mm. I just I'm like I can't even like it's just like a sea of shit and I'm like get fucking rid of it and I never throw out my vintage shit because never. if it's lasted never. that long yeah. usually like but I even just the quality I find I wear it so much yeah, yeah. I'm like because that's what I'll do I'll be like when the fucking was the last time I wore this and I'm like it's some Zara dress I'm like I wore it once yeah. two years ago yeah. but my my vintage shit I wear it to death and yeah. they're still standing the test of time you you'll know always I mean? go back to the vintage pieces yeah. and also I kind of love the idea that they have a little story behind them the even history. if you don't yeah the history yeah. even if you don't know the story behind it it's kind mm. of like someone wore this to their wedding mm. somebody wore this like for a special occasion i just love that idea yeah. of that so it's the full circle of life of a piece yeah. of clothing and I, I mean depop is one of my favorites right now. i hate depop i have to say i can't get i can't i don't know how yeah i just don't i don't like i don't like the interface of it I don't first of all I don't like shopping on my phone like I don't if I'm doing online shopping I don't do it on my phone you can't do it on a computer that annoys me yeah but I also like I find it like so hard to first I find a lot of it really overpriced for what they're selling sometimes like I because I just I used to be such an eBay person I used to fucking live on eBay yeah I, I love eBay so much vintage See, shit I on think eBay. Depop is kind of like eBay and Instagram 
if they had a love child no I know it's completely all moved on to Depop now but I just found that like some of the stuff that I'm looking for on Depop the markup of like what I I know what I would have paid for it on eBay I'm just like this is mental and I don't know I just I can't I've bought some stuff on Depop and it's cool and shit and but I've just always found it I actually really like ASOS Marketplace that's my favourite yeah they've got some good bits they've got I've got really cool designer shit from there for like that's quite rare and the price is similar to Depop you're a daddy Depopper I just I think just, you're either yeah. I, I just, it depends on I, I'm not that great at the marketplace I've tried yeah. it I just I don't find stuff in the marketplace I think it just depends I don't know different apps for yeah. different folks yeah. but yeah I, I find daddy never. stuff I just on go directly onto Depop. the vintage uh, shop websites so yeah. like Rocket Vintage in London yeah. and whatever like and beyond retro yeah, as yeah. Well. really really good and like you know you're yeah. only buying it shipping it from London so it's not that expensive exactly you know that way I love the personal aspect of Depop that like I mean I've met people I met someone like outside Dublin City Council before for That's a freaking gas. Louis Vuitton bag love that. I'm like checking the bag you know to make sure it's legit and all that kind of stuff where like I I've met like people in Pavs and they're just giving me their old Gucci glasses like I bought Gucci glasses off a woman and she was like in her 60s you know and just that oh, and then you're giving your little and she reviews. was on Depop yeah God. I know she was selling her daughter stuff a Burberry <laughs> bag I got a couple of weeks ago she was like my daughter just moved out and her ex-boyfriend gave her that so she didn't want to take it and I was like I'll take it like Brilliant. even that aspect of you know the little story that's yeah. nice she was like you know this little Burberry bag that's she gas. was like she was delighted years ago when her boyfriend gave her that but she didn't want to take it because she's moving in with the new boyfriend I was like that's hilarious but so I love that aspect of like yeah. the meeting up ability there's not a lot of Dublin of Irish depoppers in general yeah. but hopefully in the next year or so because it's getting know. bigger yeah, and bigger it's getting bigger I still love the 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 rummage though so I still love going into like a, a vintage store and like Lucy's Lane used to be one of my favourites so good yeah and she's great yeah they're great in there aren't yeah. they but I love like it's you get lost in there for like two hours because mm. you're like all the little I'll bits I'll always come with something yeah, or Helter Skelter. Like my office in oh, Temple Bar Helter used to be. Yeah. Skelter. I used to work there. Yeah, Did you? Yeah, I worked there for a little while after. Um, oh no, it was the summer. I okay. went to Oh my goodness, the best place the ever best to work. best place. I used so to go fun. in there a lot before photo shoots because you could always find something really unique. Even if it was just a hat or something yeah. just to bring a shoot together. An eager but, beaver or IP. Ah. Uh, yeah, now, that was now great. Leon, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, that it was so. Nice. That's where I used to get so many uh, Levi's. I yeah. put them up mm. in shorts. They so, they always sell vintage Levi's for fuck all, like yeah. twenty quid. And there was uh, that was such a big space as well. Yeah. Like that you could go downstairs to the menswear. I'm a, just a Chaza gal. I love. I prefer you get the Chaza. Best bits. I prefer you Chaza. You live near than... good charity shops. I do. That yeah. is the key of charity shops. You have to like live in a nice area where there are a dense amount of them. Because I think Malahide and Dunleary are probably the best places in Dublin. Yeah. For a charity shop. So shopping. many, isn't there? But, so, also, but they've just got just, good shit. I never, ever would walk by a charity shop without going in. Yeah. I never. I go into everyone. Like, people assume that I'm leaving with bagfuls every time I go into a yeah. chaza. It's like collecting. I've been doing it since, like, I think primary school. Sixth yeah. class, I probably started like so I will be you're building up pieces yeah yeah like, yeah because yeah, yeah. people are always like how and do you, you get, get better so much stuff it. yeah I can I now know like do they put stand. anything aside for you they go oh Lindsay will love that we'll put that behind in the... Vincent's Malahide she would she'd <laughs> like be like there's a machine address over there or whatever they know what I like that's great um, and then sometimes it's like so not my style <laughs> I'm like oh thank you I'll come back for it <laughs> but me and my sisters chatted together so we had to like bring in these rules such as like because sometimes like if Fiona pulled something and I'm like oh I love that oh like we can't ask for it oh so if you find it, it you get it finders keepers yeah 
And that's like, fair. Was, that's good rule. Just fighting in the charity shop. People were like, "You know, that's more my style." Like, oh, that one. Even though, like, you'll all borrow. You'll, yeah, yeah, you'll all just steal from <laughs> each other. So, um, but yeah, I like the rummage is so fun. Yeah, but that's the best. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think the best style is probably coming from that. Like, we've come full circle mm. back to that now. Like you were saying, you've been doing it since you were in primary school. I'm the same. Like, because, I like, always we loved didn't that have stuff. money obviously in primary school. No, and I remember mm. like re like going into Oxfam as. A, young girl and be like oh my god this top is two euro yeah. like yeah, two yeah, pounds yeah. and even I used to always take my sister's stuff and cut it up so like I'd get a jumper from her but I'd make it into a crop top jumper like I was always like p- getting a scissors to everything yeah. and like putting holes in the arm thinking it was like really you know that's that really chair coming back as well <laughs> it is that kind of handmade DIY like adding your own personal personality yeah. to your outfit mm-hmm. changing the straps of a dress yeah. with that kind of stuff and I think the thing with Dublin as well is we've had so many Stores and we still have so many stores that like people were kind of just wearing high street head to toe or they were wearing like mannequin looks head to toe. Mm. And if you actually go to even like Galway or Cork where they would have less of the high street brands, I feel like they'd been more inventive for longer. I oh, feel like, personally, I feel like I was in Cork recently and Galway and I feel like the girls just kind of like have been like rocking it out with their style mm. even more so. Yeah. I feel like Dublin's getting back to that now. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. As a whole, I think like, like you said, there's certain areas like Temple Bar has always been like the hub of creativity yeah. and things like that. And like even when you go down near NCAD, they always look deadly <laughs> down around the yeah. college. But it probably is the full circle as well of like online shopping came and we were all jizzing ourselves being like, what? <laughs> yeah. I don't have to meet the shopping hours. I can just it was come just home so and shop, accessible, shop, shop. getting cooler shit, and yeah. for way cheaper as well. Way like because Topshop, you know, is, is expensive for a yeah. dress. You're paying like sixty euro, and then you're getting it like for fifteen online. But then, I think over time, like I mean, I've just been sending so much shit back. Anytime I buy something from ASOS, at least half of it's back or yeah. any online shop. So, I it's think easy that's, though. It's easy, but it also is disappointing because you're buying a treat for yourself and then you're like, oh, yeah, disappointed. So it kind of takes the joy out of it a little bit. So if you're going charity shopping and you're trying on stuff, like nothing will ever be that physical, like trying on clothing. But it teaches you more about clothes. I think what? You, like actually going in and trying on shit because you learn more about yeah. fabrics and what kind of like what kind of cuts suit you because like if you're just buying from ASOS and there's like a, you keep like you can see shit that, uh, that's on like a model you know that way and then you yeah. try it on you're like oh it looks so bad and on me I just forgot. send it back I and do it's, not have that body yeah it's so instant <laughs> yeah. but like I think when you're actually trying shit on like tangibly and seeing well, yeah. where it's sitting on you and why you're like oh okay that <laughs> I can't wear A-line shit or whatever yeah. it is like I think you learn more instead of just trying it on once in your mirror hating it and being like fuck that yeah, um, and but, also because of that we're seeing like the return of the seamstress because yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. for me I'll fall in love with a fabric or a print I don't care if it fits me because I'll be like the seamstress will do something for this and yeah, I'll bring yeah, it in yeah. and I'll be like okay this looks horrific on me let's rework it and then you've got something that's so unique to you because it's like a brand new outfit I find them overpriced in Ireland I will say that mm, I yeah. think they're really pricey for what you get like getting stuff altered because like I do see that conversation happening a lot now where they're like just you know get a change and I'm like okay but realistically like if you're buying sometimes you know you buy like a something like not charity shop so much because that's usually cheap and worth kind of getting upcycled but like I've bought vintage shit that's been like designer and kind of pricey and then you're going to seamstress and like to take something in and change the thing they're like okay and that's another like 70 euro and you're like Mm. wow all of a sudden it is costing me like I feel like in terms of investment in clothing if you are like because it probably does take a lot I'm I'm not a seamstress but I can imagine it's like I got something done the other day um I got a skirt and it was a machino skirt and I wanted her to take it up and then I got her to use the material to make belt loops because I just always like a belt yeah and um 
then I got a Fendi skirt brought up as well and I got the discarded fabric being made into a little headband. Cute. So I could have two things. But like that cost 40 euro, which was yeah. a lot. It's a lot of money. Like, But it's worth it. I wear those yeah. skirts over and over and over. And I would not see the 40 euro as anything. Like it seems a lot when you're paying for a seamstress, but it doesn't seem a lot when you're fucking dropping on ASOS. You know the way? Yes. No, no I, just, I just think that they are, that's a good price though to get those two. But I've gone to ones in town where they're pricey. Like Zipyard, yeah. I will drop their name out there. They're expensive. No, they're really good. Mm. But I just mean that like, you know, make sure, as you said, you're doing it with pieces that you know you're going to get the wear out of. You know, that yeah. way, not just like a kind of random thing. And then it's like, oh, I spent like, you know, add it up in your mind too. That was Zipyard swords for me. That was... Yeah. I really enjoyed and, and for the, jeans they're very expensive I got my Versace jeans on there they cost, charged me fucking 70 quid what did you have to get done like taking the, them in and the leg changed I yeah. think also like like because you could probably go and get a pair of jeans like to a local seamstress you probably get that done for like 15 euro yeah, go, yeah, something yeah. like that so like yeah. no like I've brought in pieces but I mean I've made elaborate changes like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. there's I actually had it up on my Instagram a while ago I bought this like size 20 yellow like massive oh, dress yeah yeah that was and fab. I got it completely revamped into a crop top and a skirt and they had to do a lot of work to it that's this is fine, what we yeah. wore to the races yeah that's the one I wore yeah. to the races wow. and I went to but I always go back to the same girl because I know she does a good job so yeah, like yeah, I would yeah. rather pay that little bit more and know that I'm gonna have like a really good, and I've had it for like six years yeah and I've worn it like so many times I'm the same because a few of my friends have gone to like maybe cheaper seamstress and you can just see that it's reworked it's yeah. not done as professionally so, but it is just, I think it's a different, like, I'm definitely trying to change my way of thinking in terms of clothing that I like, I'm investing in pieces that I will have for ever, ever. Yeah. yeah. And not the, what we got so used to, which was disposable fashion and disposable clothing. Um, because we just kind of didn't seem to think where it was being disposed to. We were like, okay, I wore this dress. The one wear thing. Like yeah. I want to yeah. just rewear. I always rewear. So yeah. I'm like, I need to stop buying stuff because I'm constantly wearing the stuff. The same that thing. I have. Same, yeah, it's yeah. Like you're rewearing anyway, but you're buying as if you're not. Yeah. And I was doing that too. Right? I was doing it too. Mm. And it is. I think we're all it. guilty of it. Everyone however. did it. Like, yeah. yeah I mean, like, we're just more aware now. Yeah. Which of, is of good. what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So speaking of, mm-hmm. we are also we we thought we'd run you down some influencers okay do it so we're gonna play a game I probably know them all they're all gonna you hunt me down. they're gonna hunt me down well, after this as go we on. say we said it in our VIP thing it's just clothes it's just yeah, fashion it's, it's not, not that personal. deep we're talking about clothing we're not talking about anyone like some people were like well weirdly at the VIP thing people said to us like you didn't go hard enough on them it's I like know. okay we're not going to be like she's a terrible person <laughs> like we're talking about a dress yeah we're yeah. not talking about obviously weight look it's purely purely the, the aesthetic yeah. of yeah. the clothing and as in like the clothes and them suiting them so if we're yeah. talking about like body and that like does it suit their yeah shape? So, and also we're talking about like not would I wear the dress we're talking about like for their own individual style but we're going to talk about if you were hired oh, yeah. as one of these influencers like they were like I want a full time stylist okay I'm for- very expensive so I don't know if they can afford me <laughs> but probably not <laughs> well in dream world okay mm-hmm. they want full time stylists you're on their payroll we're going to go through their Instagrams, have a little look, say what you like, what you change, what you think they okay. do good. Yeah, so you're their kind of like Instagram stylist. I can't imagine that that exists. Oh, I'd say like, I'm you, sure oh, that yeah. exists. That Sorry, I've had a few like UK people hit me up to try and style them. God. For their Lo- Instagram. Kind of. Like Love Islander people and oh, stuff, yeah. No way. Mm. Yes. The ones that actually do have money, but. Okay, so we're going to start off on Miss Suzanne Jackson. Okay. Now, who is like I mean again an original the boss blogger okay, bitch who on. has been yeah Lindsay you have a look through her insta there yeah um so if you were hired first of all what do you think she does really really well 
style-wise. Let's describe her style. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Her well, style, I think, is like very aspirational for like the vast majority of Irish women. Like when we're talking about Irish style, I think a lot of women out there are like, I think Suzanne Jacks is absolutely brilliant. Like young girls, I think she's fab. Because sometimes I will say with Suzanne, she puts up something and I'm like, that's deadly. And it's like pretty little thing. And I'm mm. like, whoa, she actually made that look fucking good. And she expensive. Made it look expensive. She makes cheaper clothes look expensive, which is not a dig. That's a good thing. I she think. seems to enjoy a lot of cheaper clothes. Do you know I'm what just it, saying from going yeah. through her mm. Instagram? But I think that makes sense though, because isn't that her audience? Like, yeah, you know, true. it's affordability. She wants to like appeal to like her palettes and, and her products are, are affordable. Mm. So yeah. it would be like, although she has the odd designer bag here and there and shoes, but she's still appealing yeah. to the I people. I think that's a really, people are doing that a lot. Um, Irish women are doing that a lot as in they're buying like, the cheapest thing they're wearing will be the main part of that outfit. Yeah, yeah. So true. And then they'll just throw around a Gucci belt or have the little... Which is accessible because that yeah. is the most accessible thing in a designer shop is the accessories. Or at least you know that you can re- re-wear, re-wear a bag or a pair of shoes or a belt over and over and over and yeah. over. However, you cannot be going out in your Gucci dress every day. Also with Suzanne, I do think, I mean, she's obviously extremely smart. Like that's no secret, but she, her clothes are really not ever the main thing. It's usually her makeup and, and her, her tan hair, and, and, and her, her hair, ta- yeah. which is her brand. Okay. Yeah. Like if you look at like most of the time you're like, whoa, her makeup and her hair is bomb. And her clothes aren't the main yeah, part of and the then look. you're going to be investing into her brand and her her products. What would you love to see her in? I'd love to see probably more consistency. Okay, because I think like there's certain outfits that I love. Like I love this a kind of white, almost like Zimmerman style dress. That's gorgeous, and she's wearing a little Chanel bag. With yeah, it. very her. But then you have her in like. But then you have her in a floaty long dress. Then you have her in like a body. There's, there isn't. I don't think she has a specific style. Yeah, As in yeah, like yeah. she could almost turn up in anything, and which yeah. isn't a bad thing. No, but I feel like she could probably hone in on mm. like giving herself an actual kind of aesthetic. Yeah, so that you kind of. You know what I mean? Like, not not that you want people to turn up in the same things over and over but again. But to have, like, a signature, like, look, I like think, Suzanne. Absolutely. Like, if you're looking back at, like, famous, iconic people, you look at, like, Audrey Hepburn, you know, people who are mm. famous more for, like, one style. Yeah. You know, so I think that is important in terms and of And I think, style. like, evolution is good. Obviously, you want people to, to keep, you I mean, know. I like this look here. It's a pretty little thing. She has the... I was thinking of that. Hat, but that's not... bag, leather shorts. That's quite similar to the white dress that it we is. were just yeah, looking at as well. So vibe. She does a lot of monochrome, and I think that works really well with her because she's always tanned and she's got the dark hair so I think that's one of the things that I really like when she does is wears like all navy all white all black I think that works really really well Uh, I'm not as much of a fan when she does her um, her dress down looks like the tracksuits okay that's just a personal thing that I don't particularly I think also as a businesswoman you know she could kind of like not show that side yeah I yeah, think yeah. personally I if know you were her stylist you would say that I'm like yeah I think like she does that maybe for her travel style yeah and yeah, I'm yeah. like okay well for her travel style if I was her stylist I'd do something totally different to okay that. okay like, so what would you if she's going away go okay she so, wants to put up that travel pic yeah. beside the monogram um in in suitcase. Dublin airport <laughs> yeah she has her initials on the suitcase She's got her first class ticket to Mykonos in hand. Yeah, what is she I mean, she, she already has the outfits. I'm looking at her here. She's she's wearing like an, a, a denim jumpsuit with the... That's cool. That's a cool look. The little denim jumpsuit there. Okay. I mean, she already has the pieces, but I would probably go with the whole like, like a little t-shirt, pair of jeans. She wears the Gucci loafers. I've seen in a few, you know, maybe with like a leather jacket or mm. a, a blazer. So it's still her style, 
but it's just that's what you're you're bringing that aesthetic through for everything let's talk about the life cover yeah so we have a big oversized blazer with a satin little pocket and we're talking tits yeah i'm not of life no it's obviously the whole thing is like it's like from blogger to millionaire yeah, uh, thing. So the whole like it was, it was, a, it was I think this is obviously Jenner, this is obviously when it was shot. This is obviously her look here. So she has like she's loving the kind of Dallas hair lately, which I think is gas on her. I love it. The big bouncy kind of yeah. hair, but she's wearing kind of she has unreal legs. She's she got has, an unreal bod. She does bod an unreal bod, yeah. but her legs are fab. So the little cigarette trousers do look deadly on her. I would have liked it maybe open. Or, and with something on well, yeah I was about to say she's no, not like, wearing a bra not so, uh, but like do you know what I mean like if that blazer was kind of just yeah, open I think the boobs were a miss look I love a boob I love that but I think for me it's very life magazine life. though they love yeah. a bit of a boob on a cover okay um, it's just yeah. mad that that's it's, I, under, I would understand if it was buttoned the bla- but the blazer is like this picture would be better for Yeah, I was just about to say the same thing. But I think you're right. Like a little to- a little cami yeah. top underneath. Yeah. Like they're talking about her being a business woman. Yeah, and then they exactly. then it's like, mm. here's my boobs. Like, like that, I, but you have to remember that's not her decision. Yeah. So no, she's on set there with a stylist, yeah, with yeah, a yeah. with a fashion editor. Like they're the ones making that decision okay. at the end of the day. So and she they, doesn't get they to call that. the picture then. They choose the picture, yeah. Okay. That's annoying. So like we She looks better in her Instagram picture, yeah. which by the way is usually like that happens so that's often yeah yeah if it's out of your hands she maybe preferred that picture yeah. as well and she styled it better because it's more covered, it's covered up, up. well it's ever, buttoned yeah on it's the front up. it's unbuttoned but that's what i was saying like look at her she's in head to toe navy mm. you know what i mean with a pop of black like i think those work with her really well defo defo well well done suzanne so let's move on to rosie Connolly. and she has a depth she's very stylish i do think like for what you her don't style see her dress down a lot yeah she's very put together all of the time yeah yeah and a mum like, of two which is and when she does dress down it's very much like this she does this kind of casual like it's very cute moment. yeah, yeah a little high waist definitely go for a brunch she doesn't like she looks very put together yeah all the time oh she looks so groomed like it's actually mental her level of grooming is fair fucking play no to it's be amazing i don't know how <laughs> she bloody does it i barely brush my hair in the morning i'd love like. to know like how often do you wash your hair do you wash your hair every day and style it every day i'd say she washes it every day and styles it every day don't blondes have to like as three brunettes sit here i know you know yeah. what I mean? like i feel i can get away with washing my hair once and then i'll have like one good day of hair tomorrow yeah. might be like a little bit more bedhead yeah, yeah, then it gets yeah. pulled back a little bit then it's like super pulled back and yeah. sleek and kind of greasy but you get away with it yeah like, I'll get, like, and you're wearing hat yeah <laughs> so like blondes you know. do the, the grease shows up more doesn't yeah it doesn't it? yeah I think and so and she is blonde but she's also a professional makeup artist so I'm sure she can do her makeup in like five minutes flash where the rest true. of us are like oh my god yeah very true yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, she's got her aesthetic is super girly. Yeah. Um, girly glam. Girly glam. Yeah, girly glam. Like on her day to day, even when she's doing the jeans, there's a girly element, and and that could be the pastel tones that she yeah. wears. Like if you actually look at the tones throughout her Instagram, it's all very much the same. You're seeing yellows, pinks, blushes, blues, floral. Yeah. Um, it's she very loves a floral girly. Moment. Mm. Uh, it suits her. I don't know if there's much that I would change with her because she yeah, kind of knows her she, style I yeah. think she kind of kills it to be honest I've never really seen a picture where I'm like oh god that's oh this not a good is fab look. yeah you know she kind of, of course we look yeah yeah but like, that looks like the um <laughs> army dresses the witch doesn't it the ones we were talking about earlier oh yeah 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 it's really cute in her though she looks bloody it's a little kind of cami um silky cami dress yeah, yeah. yeah no I I, she kills it pretty much every time I, I think like for her style like 
she knows that floral prints really work on her she loves a little dress moment she also has like the type of body where she could genuinely wear a sack and it would look, and it would look good yeah. like yeah. she is just like that clothes horse kind of body yeah. type she's very petite as well if you've ever been around her she's yeah. a tiny little thing mm. um, so it's fair cute. play that's very nice this is a dress uh, I do post feel from May a sense of authenticity like I feel like from looking through her Instagram she definitely loves clothing loves styling yeah. herself and she owns her own personal style like yeah. as in like she really does like she's you, clearly enjoying it in a natural sense rather than pushing outfits for Instagram that's know? it because if she turned up in like you know a pair of like legging shorts with a Harley t-shirt I'd probably be like really Is yeah. That you? yeah yeah you know what I mean yeah, whereas yeah, I feel yeah. like every time she puts up a picture that she's being true to her personal style yeah and I've seen her out and about and she obviously like it translates into her real life yeah you know she's yeah. not one of those Instagram people who is wearing something and then taking off and changing and going yeah. away you know the way yeah yeah which so happens people do that people yeah. do yeah. that people they, have go whole... and, they go and shoot their outfit and then they go and like live in a tracksuit yeah I mean I've done that a few times myself but yeah. <laughs> I've definitely done it but there are people who literally their whole Instagram is a flood of photographs like and I'm like you're not wearing that outside that's unwearable yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Like, or those shoes you definitely did not walk around town in those yeah. shoes yeah. but I guess that yeah, holds yeah, its yeah. place in terms of it's just like sparks a creative thing so but you, you know, may not take the whole outfit but you'll take a little yeah. part of it but like when it. I see this picture of Rosie she's wearing a heel here and I'm like I know she bopped around town in those heels all day yeah, yeah. that I is a very that's, cute look I really like this outfit it's from May it's, 25th she's wearing this kind of like cross kind of 80s style little pink top with a cute little skirt it's a poofy sleeve wrap so blush cute. top and then it has like the Zara that's a little Zara floral it's actually a two piece but she's just wearing the skirt oh it's a skirt sorry I just saw on her caption it's uh, from Zara yeah and, and the top it, is Lorna Lux whatever the hell that is but it looks fabulous yeah I know it does she looks so she looks pink is so nice in her she just gets the away pastel with, tones the sorbet yeah. tones she gets away with she all gets away with being floral. so girly yeah but she's just I think it's just always encapsulated perfectly yeah. nothing is out of place yeah. the hair Not the hair. makeup yeah. the outfit done but see if bag. I wore that everyone like who are you trying to be yeah. like if yeah. I would have yeah. to wear that with a pair of biker boots and and something else like yeah. undone hair and like but yeah. that's why I think she's good because like you could like you said, see that her. and I'm like I could take maybe that top yeah. and wear it with my Levi's yes. shorts so I'll be buying that top you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to buy the whole outfit Lorna Lux is going to make some money off you yeah. <laughs> Never heard of that. <laughs> never, never. Um, those kind of Instagram brands scare me. I know, yeah. You know, the true. Instagram ads. Uh, so next we have Neve Cullen, who's also a very stylish woman, who I think is, is taking more risks as of late. The, do you know what? I was thinking the exact same thing. She used to be very pretty little thing. And she's completely, like, and she's been talking about sustainability as well quite Fair recently. Play. So she's wearing a lot of Irish designers. Mm. She's wearing a lot of vintage pieces. And you see this picture here when she's at, I think she's at um, a all, festival. All together All now, together yeah. She actually put up a thing saying, um, I think it was on her stories, and she was saying that, like, it's the most fun she's ever had at a festival because she didn't think about what she was wearing. She just threw on yeah. stuff. Coming from and, someone who's done, like, Coachella two years in a row, where they've been, like, these highly kind of... Thought through. I think they got a lot of not a lot of but I think um, there was conversation going on from like followers or whatever yeah. when they were doing the whole Coachella thing being like where's the fun that was yeah yeah, yeah. You know, it's like it's like a photo shoot yeah it's instead. like is that fun packing like you know it's just so much energy putting into like perfecting these like bomb fire outfits and then like getting the shot of the bomb fire yeah. outfit yeah but you know in fair you know, play to Neve because she actually showed that she could style shit because one of her outfits broke for Coachella so like she got an outfit made she got the photo in it but then it like it 
broke or something. And she stalled it out? No, she had to like have a whole new outfit. Oh, good she, woman. It was completely fucked up, but she looked deadly and I remember her posting about it and she was like, I actually don't give a fuck. She's like, I was like getting in my head of being like, oh God, my mm. outfit's ruined. And then she was like, I don't give a fuck now. Who cares? And she was wearing something like, she still looked deadly, you know, that See, way. See, Neve worked in Brent Thomas for yeah. years on the shop floor. So she was, she like, was, when a, you, was she a shopping I think she was working with, with the personal shopping yeah. team sometimes. And I think when you're working in that environment, you obviously learn and you see how mm-hmm. to put outfits together. Yeah. She does have, like, she's, she's, so cute and I love but personally I love when she does the kind of off kilter thing so like yeah. I love when she's doing this, this vintage so blouse nice. I was just on that I, I love think that. she it's like a red rocked an 80s look 80s, she, 80s on her 80s is 80s like the best her. she reminds Oversized me of something shoulders. like Saved by the Bell that yes. kind of like she did I think it was some 80s party that she was at and I with was her like, crimped hair yeah. that was so good go out like that all the time like she she looks, looks deadly 80s. when she's dressed 80s yeah, you kind of nailed it there I think she should do that all the time yeah. like, I her, think her style let's is totally getting step, that more now no but totally is and yeah. like she's already kind of like this. completely going down that vintage or like Irish designer route mm. which is great as well because she's constantly talking about sustainability and, and trying to become more sustainable mm-hmm. and from somebody that was the face of Nasty Gal, that's a big mm, ask because, yeah. like, you were the face of a brand that is like the opposite of sustainability. Like, yeah. it's the well, wor- probably one of the worst. RIP to the actual Nasty Gal. I still think I Sophia. Know. Like, and Nasty Gal was so damn cool, and Boo has dragged it. I have, like, you guys would appreciate this. I have a full length sheer silk animal print vintage kimono from the original Nasty Gal. And I remember, like, waiting weeks for it to come because they had to ship it from America. And I've had all the the taxes. But who cared? I did not care. I got on Nasty Gal. I fucking loved it. It just had a vibe that whole Nasty Gal before it was taken over had the original Nasty Gal. Rocker, short, like, just. Well, Everything she edge. knew what she if you read her book which you know obviously girl bosses now being like the most regurgitated fucking thing but mm. if you read her book like she talks about how she she was like no clothes she's like I love clothes but I had like a tiny waist and huge arse and tits and like clothes back in the early 2000s were not made for that body mm-hmm. type and she's like the only clothes that I could find that fit me well were vintage clothes mm-hmm. so she started dumpster diving selling that shit on eBay like you know what I mean like she she had a, 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 a girl vision. in mind who wore an nasty girl yeah. And she didn't ever really go away from that. And when she did go away from that, that's when the fucking company went to shit, to be yeah. honest. But, yeah, exactly. Neve, you know, did, especially, not even her NASCAR shit, like, she worked with a lot of uh, fast fashion brands. And yeah. I think, like, she's now come out, like, it's, you know, she's kind of come out and been like, okay, I'm actually going to try and change that now. And that is kind of like a, you know, you're kind of being like, okay, what I was doing and what I was making my money off was wrong. At least she's kind of, not wrong, but yeah, like, but- you know, it's like she's admitted it where a lot of people I find now are just all of a sudden talking about sustainability and not addressing all the money they made yeah. or all the success they had built off fast fashion. And know? I think that would be interesting, the, the ones that stick thing to it. I, and it, that's the thing, because it is very much of the moment. Totally. Mm-hmm. You know, we can't, oh, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know, it's something that is getting you, if you're talking about, like, likes and interest and keeping relevant within Instagram and stuff, the way to do that now as a fashion blogger is to talk about sustainability, totally. charity shops and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, it's now cool. It's, it wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. years ago. Now it's cool. So the only thing in terms of, like, in Ireland, I do find it difficult when, like, people, bloggers who have built their whole followership from cheaper um, fast fashion brands are now, because they have a few posts, hashtag sustainable, going and talking and being like on panels talking about sustainability I just find that quite nauseating and I will say it because I, I, I would agree she clearly doesn't have the history there to talk about with it any 
like she's not knowledgeable on the subject because it's only been of the moment and we're all trying to pick up and like learn about it and we are shocked from you know the industry behind that maybe we were you know just chose not to see Mm. but like I just think to put those people at the forefront of like in terms of like you know giving us any information is just a little bit my waddy-ish it's like water which isn't any of the blo- in fairness the bloggers I will say that's not their problem they're getting booked for a job it's more no, that's that that onus is, like oh no yeah it's know? on the onus of these people organising panels but yeah. unfortunately in social media numbers are currency and they're more like they see someone like oh she's 150,000 followers great that's going to be great press for our yeah. thing yeah. but if they become part of the change and part of the process and if they continue like I will have a problem with it if they start promoting Pretty Little Thing and Nasty Gal again yeah, yeah, but if yeah. they keep yeah. along that route if they're like if they because every little change helps so we can't like you know what I mean just because they yeah. did support no, those brands no I think the change if they good. keep going along that route because yeah. like I was part of the problem. I'm still part of the problem. I'm a stylist that promotes commercial brands. Well, everyone is part of the problem. I prefer sustainable brands. I yeah. think everyone is part of the problem because yeah. especially like, I mean, we have, it has just really been hot topic lately. So we're all like, oh my God, I literally never thought of that. Like, yeah. I think I chose to think that fast fashion was not made by people. I think I thought, to mm. think it was just like they must have these mad machines that just like prints out the thing and yeah. like there's my little misguided mm. top but like I remember watching that documentary on Netflix and being like every little piece of clothing that you have has been touched by someone and has been made mm-hmm. like by a seamstress in India or mm. wherever so I think definitely I chose to like not really think about certain stuff and then you know excuse myself because I was like most of my stuff comes from charity shops so it's fine if I buy the odd thing but I think now we are definitely being pushed with the help of people like Neve with a huge following, you know, to promote something that is like, okay, we actually can't hide yeah. or, or pull the wool over our eyes anymore. We just can't do it. No. And I think that type, when you think of Neve's following, like even if you do think that she has built um, a platform off a lot of fast fashion brands and stuff, we're all we all grew up shopping vintage and stuff that's really not the consensus of a lot of people a lot of people in Ireland are still like ew it's disgusting it smells so like she is probably reaching way different people than the three of us would reach Mm. and uh, like maybe educating them on styling kind of stuff and how like if you look at like because if you follow someone and Neve's followers are probably like that like she's known as like a fashion kind of account you know that way so people people follow her for a lot of her fashion that's what she started off as Um, so you know if they're then seeing like oh okay you don't have to be a weird like rock art freak to be wearing vintage t-shirts or whatever it is like she has she styled vintage in a way that is probably quite accessible and aspirational for her audience mm. so mm-hmm. I think that is good because it's probably like raising kind of awareness around vintage clothes or secondhand clothes or sustainable brands that are more to the palette of her followers yeah no my problem is only with the panelists people who are choosing to yeah. put on these events yeah. that are about sustainable fashion and I just feel like we need to get more people who like we need to have people who are actually knowledgeable or work in like a sustainable fashion brand Mm. or knowing the knowledge because that's where I've learned anything about like sustainability and actually the background is from people like from documentaries or stuff I'm watching on YouTube that literally people have been working in the industry for 10 years yeah yeah, you know not just like someone who's just started to shop vintage that's not the kind of point because the issue is so great yeah so we need like Bit more education. Behind. I yeah. did. I did. A, I was on a panel, funnily enough, but I was at a panel for the Rediscovery Center, the fa- fa- fashion center in Dublin in mm-hmm. Ballymun, and they did a whole thing on sustainability in fashion, and they had brilliant talkers because they had people who had dedicated their whole lives to sustainability. They had yeah. the sustainability 
director of Brian Thomas, who I didn't even know that was a job or that it existed, but she that her whole job is to make Brian Thomas more sustainable. And how long, like, is that a recent thing? It was a recent thing. It was about, uh, maybe about six weeks ago. Like, but was that a recent thing that she was... No, I think she... she's been there for a while. Wow. But I don't think we know. I think it's very much an in-house mm. thing. So she's okay. working in-house with the mm-hmm. brand to try and choose brands that are more sustainable. Even just things like down to their packaging and all that sort of mm. stuff. It was, re- it was really interesting. Um, so I learned from that, but I was also a panellist, but my... My job as a panelist was actually more to talk about like the hypocrisy of me being on the panel because mm-hmm. I was saying I'm torn because as my personal style I prefer sustainable stuff yeah but as a stylist as a like if I'm hired by a client like if I, how I make my money like I can't do a photo shoot for a magazine using all vintage or mm. all charity stores like I'm I will not get away with that my editor mm-hmm. would be like you were fired yeah so I was like, I'm part of the problem, but I'm trying to use my voice to make changes. So it's about like wearing things for longer or like, like, you know, buying capsule wardrobes. So if you are buying something, buy something that's going to last longer. So I was kind of talking about how it's really difficult for me and my career. Like I want to talk about sustainability. I want to be sustainable. I want to do all those things, Mm -hmm. but I'm also part of the problem. And I think in that regard, it's like just you know about not trying to be perfect we're never going to be perfect yeah, in yeah, yeah. like everyone every single person is flawed so like you know yes I shop in charity shops a lot but I also shop on ASOS and I yeah. think being transparent in that so I don't think it is you know if Neve Cullen has next week up a nasty girl dress or something like that's not bad you yeah know? Like, I agree because like you have her, to like, say for you for example like you won't get the job and there is also sustainability within sustainability like you know the it, blogging and being an influencer being an instagram influencer is a legitimate job now and mm. people still have bills to pay and yeah. you know she's not going to get a huge campaign from nine crow street that's no. going that's not ever going to pay the mm-hmm. same as asos or as nasty girl so like i think it's the balance and because where the, the scales used to be just tipped only to affiliate links for pretty little thing and nasty girl nasty girl nasty girl so i think it's a net good that conversation i think it's just right and i all. think that's uh, if we're talking about social media i think people like you know because influencers could just want to like not be transparent and only putting up stuff like um vintage stuff but then still buying stuff and maybe just not yeah. posting those outfits so i think it is you have to just to be authentic and be transparent is the best way and like you said like neve was you know admitted obviously that like she has made her money off of those brands before but i think the transparency and like the growing with yeah uh someone you follow as well yeah. is mm. being good to see like that they're maybe making different choices and stuff but they yeah. will never be in a place nor will anyone be in a place of like being 100 percent sustainable no because it's just nobody can be 100 percent. No. like if it's, no. it's you know yeah we're going like humans are putting the earth we're going to destroy the planet because like we're the worst thing for the planet <laughs> that's just life but um but yeah. yeah, you were right. She's being like what I love. So back to her style. What I love is her recent stuff. I've always thought her style was cute and quirky, but it's the stuff that's a little bit off kilter. Yeah. The vintage pieces that she's making her own. She like you looks- said, quite 80s. I love it on she's her. She's kind of cooler kinda, now. Like, like her style yeah. has just got cooler instead of more basic. Mm. You know, And that way. like you said, she's being part of the change. She's being a voice of change. Yeah. So I hopefully that'll start. The first you know. time we met her, yeah. she had this big oh, yellow... Yeah. I think she always has a bit of a quirk to her, which I she like. She has an edge to her style. And She'll I think that's why she has like, the appeal. Because yeah. her, her followers are probably like, you know, not, like they're into style, but it's accessible style, but they liked how she, like she's quite a stylist, dare I say. She's yeah. good at styling things yeah. and putting, no, she's really good putting shit together. Like and I'm she's a, another who's always together. Like yeah. she always has and she's very colorful. pieces together. She yeah. 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 She's very Blondes colorful. can wear color, I'd feel. They can just get away with I think she does take risks. Yes. 
and she does have like loads of different colors together and stuff which is fun but i think she has like that 80s bod yeah yes. she has that she 80s does. aerobic bod kind so of baywatchy yeah. yeah yeah that kind of like yeah she's so i think that's as we are looking at her i know i'm ass. just staring at her <laughs> ass and her abs so we probably only have time for one more because the kids are going to be dropped so we do james kavanagh Oh, James. Just to God, have some gender inclusivity. James. I know. James has always James. been stylish, though. Like, I remember one of the gassest times uh, was when I did my first J1 in New York. And I, we were, I was away with a lot of our friends. And James was coming over to visit us. And I can't remember. I think he was just, like, obsessed with Party Monster at the time. And he really wanted a pair of platform uh, Converse. And, like, that wasn't it. Like, I mean, the, the platform he wanted were a foot and a half. Yeah. So he googled like shoe places in New York. He was like, "We're going to St. Mark's," and I was like, "Okay, grand." He went into this tiny little shoe place. He bought a pair of black Converse, like all black, and got the most insane platform put onto a pair of fucking Converse ever, and would bop around Dublin. In them, but he would on be the like reg. spraining his ankle, oh, yeah. like on he the regular. On them. Locked and, and at like, the oh. same around that same time as well. He like he's always been someone who invests in fashion. He invests in like young Irish designers. Like mm. he has bought stuff. He has commissioned um, people from NCAD yeah. to make these elaborate. Remember the box coat that he had? <laughs> it was quite literally a like box. It was a box, and yeah. you couldn't. I think his hands poked out the side. He commissioned yeah. an Irish and um, a ca- his cape. Oh the yeah, cape. yeah, big yeah, massive yeah. cape. So and even recently for his birthday, uh, the robe that he was wearing yeah. that was an Irish designer. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no, he's always very supportive. I mean, he surrounds himself with creative people as well, so he would yeah. probably know a lot of these designers. Um, mm. Look, I've I've known James since I first started working in fashion. He was working in PR, and yeah. he used to walk around like he used William to, Street Boy. Yeah, Do you remember on there was all yeah. those articles written about him. He used to wear like capes back then, mm. crosses like mm-hmm. loads of crosses. Oh, he loves the crosses. He was quite like gothy and like, but like in a really cool way. OTT way. Yeah. Oh my like, god! Like everyone was wearing like one cross earring back in that day, but and James he was, like, would literally like, go and find a Catholic church cross and yeah, have and it like made like, into yeah. a necklace. One hundred percent. Um, and I just think you don't get that kind of originality anymore mm-hmm. and he's st- completely stay true to himself even when he wears something like this which is totally normal for mm-hmm. him like a black shirt and a pair of shorts I think his attitude just gives it he's yeah, kind panache. of um, done something that me and Lindsay always say we are dreading the day where we have to do it which I probably should because I'm the same age as James but he has very much like his style has grown with him and he's kind of matured it now like he's kind of got more chic I'm like seeing that like obviously his price point has changed because when well, we yeah. first knew James like we would be like all sharing this one bra like we were yeah. like upset. like you have like my friends would wear like my bra on a night out kind of thing and, and like, now he's just, in head to toe Gucci yeah, yeah. yeah like we were able I mean, to see that play. evolution that he actually now can go into Brian Thomas and purchase some clothes which is like so I amazing. love this Louis Vuitton jumper he has from the Virgil oh, Abloh like collection the neon, the neon orange. orange so nice but, but it is, yeah, there's a style evolution there, but he's mm. still so true to himself. Well, he's still out there. Yeah. Which yeah. I love. You know, that I mean, I love that he likes to wear his money. Like, you can tell, like, yeah, I mean, he wears yeah. a lot of monogram Gucci, and I love that. Like, But he can pull it off, like and he, you know, he's he doesn't do it in a label whore way. Like, he, you can tell he actually loves the clothes. The brand. Because he's clothes. always yeah. loved fashion. Yeah. And well, he, he mixes it up then yeah. with, like, say, an unknown designer. Or, totally. Uh, he wears so much Irish designers as well. Yeah. Like he really, like remember he was buying Alan Taylor's graduation. He did. He piece. wore, he <laughs> bought an amazing Alan Taylor suit. It's yeah. Like gorgeous. Look at this. I know. That was the VIP. That was the VIP. Yeah, the VIP. Yeah. I can't remember what we, we didn't like the shoe, I believe. Oh. We thought the black shoe was kind of out of place and we thought the shirt was a little bit too long. Yeah. 
But James is like, my favorite episode of It Girls. He's like, I'm <laughs> roasting our friends. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I love I, this What I love about James is that I think he dresses purely for himself. Yeah. Oh, he does like, not dress for anybody but himself. He doesn't dress himself. for yeah. an occasion either. Like, he no. will turn up however he chooses to turn up in that on yeah. the day. Wouldn't it be so refreshing if more people were like that? Because that is one of the things that kind of irks me about the Style Awards is that, like, you'll see someone who actually has good day-to-day taste, mm. like, quite cool, quirky taste. Yeah. And then they'll turn up to the VIP style awards in a glitter like full length gown that doesn't yeah. translate from I'm like, their what? style yeah yeah it's like they feel like because they're going to the VIP style awards and yeah. it's like this Celtic tigery kind of red carpet yeah. thing associated mm. with it that they have to wear this style dress gown. and you're looking at that person going but you've actually got really good style like why are you wearing that yeah. that's what like but like when you see him at the style awards he was like like black tie Thank you. I'm yeah, gonna wear yeah. neon. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm gonna wear like an oversized shirt. And I just I love that about him. I think he's like true to him, and he he always will be. Obviously, mm. I also think because I always see like if you're hearing people talk about style, they're always like style is an expression of yourself. Now some people don't really want to do that. People, some people are just not interested in clothing mm. or styling or whatever. Yeah, and that's fine. But I think James is like literally his style is an expression of what he's feeling that day. Or yeah. His personality, like, he wears his personality, I think. Yeah, he does. And that's amazing. Yeah. And I love all the array of glasses as well. It's and like an extension. Yeah. It's like an so add-on to his personality. Like, mm. yeah, he has great accessories. He's fab. We Fabulous. I mean, love he gets James. 10 out of 10. What would you change with us to wrap up? I thought you were going to say, what would I change with James? I'm like, absolutely nothing. No, James does not need anything. he does I mean, you're wearing Harley t-shirts for yeah, me, for which you. I love. Um, because I think, like, Jenny, we were saying, we were saying before you came we are like look I'm 32 now I'm feeling like okay I think five years ago I remember being like okay I'll probably have to hang up the old shorts soon or whatever and then I'm like still dressing like I did when I was 23 at 32 see I don't believe this like I remember that thing like as in like oh you can't wear mini skirts after you're like 30 or 35 oh, or whatever yeah, like yeah. I don't believe yeah. any of that I think in rules. if you fe- yeah I don't believe in fashion rules anyway I feel mm-hmm. like you need to dress true to you and what you're comfortable in mm-hmm. um and like I feel like there's always like an evolution though you can always move it up like you can always change it a little yeah. bit like I'd still is- put you guys in head to toe animal print because I just think it's so you yeah. you know what yeah. I mean yeah. mm-hmm. um, I mean like would you ever give up your like shorts you're like no probably not but I'm Lindsay's more stylish than I am I'm lazy as fuck I really don't I I, 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 I could I, I just don't have any stylist eye but you know what I do you know what I love? Like I mean I think you are like the two of you complement each other so well with your style. But like I feel like you guys are gonna be you know that um what's her name? Bad she's like the granny, like Oh yeah, yeah. Like, so so many, people many people I feel like you guys are gonna be her gonna, and I'm like so jealous because <laughs> I want to be her. Like I want to be more like her. Like I feel like that's gonna be you guys when you're like seventy. You're gonna be rocking your neon headbands and your gold chains and your leopard print and like I can see myself changing because well first of all I just denim shorts are so comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wear them. They're like a second skin. Well see what I do. Why would you want to change? Because you want to conform to what society says you should wear? No, fuck them. I think yeah. uh, the thing is, is like with Rock clothing <laughs> I just find one thing that I'm like that looks grand so I'm just gonna only wear that because I just find I don't know I'm shy at dressing myself I really don't I just find one I like find one skirt that I'm like that looks good to me so I'll buy all my skirts exactly like that because mm. I like to just kind of have 
a Simpsons wardrobe where I don't have to think about it. Like I re- I just have certain outfits and I'm like, I don't yeah, have to you think are, about that. You like a capsule wardrobe. Yeah. That's a good thing. I guess so. That's a good thing. I would love to see you guys at the VIP style wardrobe next oh my year. Because I want to so see what the hell you guys would wear. I think I'd probably be awesome. panic and I'm gonna wear something shite. Yeah, we'd have I'm going to put it out there now. <laughs> she got too stressed. But she's Honestly, still here. Pretty little thing. <laughs> I feel oh, like we should start canvassing for it now. Oh, me and best dress we, we of the year. Care, We're yeah. terrible for dressing for an occasion, though. Like, I mean, even James's thirtieth birthday was coming up, and we had all this planned what we going to wear. Oh, and yeah. Like, then the day of, we were like, oh. we're not good at a fancy dress. That's where we fall short. I'm very so, like, bad say, at fancy Halloween dress. or like, obviously James had his. I have loads of ideas. Party. It's oh just yeah, the I'll talk about the idea so much I just won't actually go and fucking get it. <laughs> I the, know, I love a fancy the ex- dress. The execution, I'm not good at. I have millions of, every year, Halloween ideas. I'm but like, I think wow. with a VIP, like, it's different. It's just, it's not, it's just glam. But, really. but, it's, uh, I'd love it to start changing. Like, I wore, like, a mini feather neon deadly. pink dress this amazing. year. And, like, you I think like people poof. were, I was like a poof. I was like a big bird cousin <laughs> or something. It was gorgeous. And I think some people were like, oh, wow, that's, elaborate but I was kind of like I I actually felt the most comfortable I've probably ever felt going to the Style Awards because yeah. I was just like I'm being sassy I feel amazing in this yeah and like this is what I would wear to a Style Awards it's yeah. a Style Awards yeah, at the end I of the day if I was going to the L Style Awards in London I would wear something like this because like, yeah. that's what you see the likes of like Alexa Chung and all the cool girls wearing in yeah. London they actually dress like that to go to a Style mm. Awards well it should Not... be showcasing your style yeah if the, it's an award yeah. for pe- stylish people and pushing your style to the yeah. max kind of thing what yeah. would you put us in for the style awards Ooh, something like amazing and neon show your legs but maybe give you something like a little bit like a bit of length at the back or something Ooh. so like, yeah. we let's just let's get you an invite and let's get yeah. you we <laughs> definitely <laughs> won't get invited no no I, not even <laughs> invi- invite i feel like you the should IP. be nominated oh, okay. i feel no, like you should be like best newcomers as a duo they've never done a duo can before. you put your a word in <laughs> i'm on it i'm on it i'm gonna email them straight after i this do and go, think right. no matter what we have to kind of match like we probably have to yeah go. that's what i'm yeah, saying like neon or, no no claremont double animal twins. print double animal yeah. print would be iconic uh claremont twins i'm thinking but yeah mm-hmm. we, we did say if we don't get invited we're going to storm it with jess brennan <gasps> gay crash <laughs> yeah we'll just do please the do it's been gay crash before i've heard <laughs> By that's, a for, that's for another uh podcast another <laughs> that actually did make the rounds on social media that's it did so, it did yeah. bloggers unveiled tbt i mean fair play to her um yeah. She got the pick. She got, got the, the pick. pick. Went home. <laughs> May as well have gone. <laughs> but we all thought she did. Yeah. yeah. Me and Lindsay probably go red car from there like, great guys. And it's like, no, you know, you just sit through the award. It's like, oh. Is it fun? <laughs> it actually is fun because like, I always sit with somebody that I know and yeah. we just get drunk and have a laugh. Yeah. And you're yeah. seeing loads of people that you probably. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is what it is. Kind of yeah. Yeah. I've been to the beauty one before and that was really fun. Which the one was that? Beauty Awards. The Image Beauty Awards. The oh, Image yeah. Beauty Awards. yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. And I was working with Tropical Popical. Because yeah. they always win. And um, yeah, so fun. It is. And it's, I think when you're surrounded by like your industry peers as well, like mm. you're always going to have a bit of a laugh. We yeah. actually, you would think that there's a lot more events in the industry, but there actually isn't. So it's kind of that one time. That has that a big to... crossover too, though. Yeah. Because it's like media and then there's press and then mm-hmm. there's bloggers and there's like stylists and yeah. photographers. Like, so there's a kind of a big mishmash of people. But because like I've that. done TV, yeah. magazines, blo- like I've done all. Oh, so yeah. I actually kind of know everybody. Everyone. So I'm like, yeah. oh, hi. 
That's so <laughs> well, petition to get us. We actually, I think we Let's said this two now. years ago. So we were like, we will get invited next year. No, just on Lindsay's couch reviewing everyone's as if we are literally Trini yeah. and Susanna. I'm literally <laughs> jealous. jealous. I mean, you got Vicar Street this year, so I feel like hopefully, I feel like crossed, it's the year, or else maybe we'll just skip start that around. and be like, oh, guess what? We're going to the Met Gala. Yeah. That'd We're the first podcasters <laughs> to go to the Met Gala. Curating the Met Gala. Now, that would be a stress. I'd literally go into cardiac oh, arrest trying to choose a freaking No, but Met the Gala. handy thing about the Met Gala is, is that you have to get invited by someone. By and a, they dress you. They dress you. So that's oh, the handiest yeah, thing true. about the Met Gala. You just like, Louis Vuitton buys a fucking table for like 15 grand. And then they're like, okay, come on, here's a dress. Right, so, let's yeah. reach out to Louis Vuitton, <laughs> see if we can get some. Yeah. Virgil, baby. Hey, anyone love what you're doing yeah. with the brand? Whoa, God, yeah. emotional up in this bitch. Anyway. <laughs> How's Kanye? Uh, well, we better wrap it up there. Nearly two hours in. Oh, wow. Tee hee. Um, wow. <laughs> that's the longest you, one in a while. Are you going to cut that? No. <laughs> oh, no. Is that just the girlies will be delighted. The girlies will be delighted, but like, thank oh. you so much for coming on, Courtney. Thanks for yeah. having Courtney, me. You were so wise and inspiring. Thank it was amazing. You. Extremely inspired. We'll link all of Courtney's stuff down below and it'll be on social. Yeah. So you should go give her a follow. Follow her gorge feed, TBH. Stunning feed. Very kind of like 35 millimeter vibe. Yeah, I'm loving Ooh. that. Yeah. The way you edit the pics, they look kind of like Put vintage. a bit of a grain on them. Yeah, mm. I love a grainy pic. <laughs> yeah. And I was obsessed with that little hat you wore to the races. Thank you, my so little beret. Cute. So cute. Okay, okay, well. Stunning cute, Thanks, cute, Courtney. Cute. Bye. Bye. Make it move your hips while sipping gin, girl. Make it bounce your tits like it's a jig, girl. Like boom. Sip kombucha for your boom. Hannestine squad link up. It's like boom. The girls be giving you vibes. Tune it, chill out. and feel good inside. Like it girls. Hey, we the ish girls. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.